Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling. Are you following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram? Because you should, because we are at Dabbling Dribbling. Make sure you follow us. It's going to be fun. Alex follows us. It's a very important thing. We have lots of news that goes on there. DM us. It's all good things. And make sure you're subscribing to us wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, say that we're dope, because you're dope. This episode is awesome, right, Alex? Are you I think here? so. Yeah, I'm like, are you so, here? I was like, yeah, no, I'm definitely with yeah. you. I like this episode because it involves all my favorite things, mm-hmm. like Indian weddings, uh, Beyonce, <laughs> yes, uh, and talking about marriage again. We're on that subject I know, again. We did it again. Second but we week had in a some row. finer points to it because we used an article online that gives us advice on why not to get married mm-hmm. or, or the wrong reasons to get married yes. and then the, the right reasons to get married. Yes. And we and agree we agreed on all those points. with all of them. Yeah. I and mean, number one great. reason, do it for the health insurance. <laughs> I cannot. That was not a reason <laughs> to do it. It was a reason not to. No, there's some good things. Yeah. Um, and we we talk about Cardi and Offset. That's why we kind of started talking about them breaking Hip-hop, up yeah. and um, all of those Hip-hop things. Marriage. Um, and they, also, yeah. just... Like we talk about it at the beginning of the dabbling section, but um, Drake is fine. He he, real fine. You that <laughs> I'll never forget. If we ever do a best of show, that's definitely in there. It's that that segment is a best of of me on the floor laughing. My goodness, <laughs> you're you're a rascal. I am. I am. Um, and then our dribbling section uh, was very LeBron heavy, which uh, who shocked nobody, uh, oh. but. Look, we talk about LeBron and Wade, their last dance, um, Mello and his potential of like not really having mm. a basketball season this year or probably mm. ever. And we kind of deal very heavily and like go in on KD a little bit. Not a little bit. We go in on KD. Brought it himself. I mean, he did it to himself because of some comments he made about LeBron and the toxic environment that comes with LeBron. Not because of LeBron, but because everybody loves LeBron and nobody loves KD. Again, stop crying. If I get his address, I'll send him a violin. I it's cannot. a very tiny one. <laughs> I cannot. Uh, and we talk about some conspiracy theories and um, yeah, so it's a good it's a good dribbling section as well. And our dope people, as always, are very dope. Yeah, I liked them. Alright. Make sure you ch- take a listen and we'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabble and Dribble with Alex and Bry. Hey. It is episode number 64. Very excited for this episode because the topics are amazing. I think. I think they're amazing. I'm excited. I'm very excited for it. Um, How are you doing? I'm great. Yeah. I just came from a day at the spa. In New Jersey. I was about to say, I'm like, remember how upset I got with you? Because I'm like, way to invite me, jerk. Yeah, it was a reasonable upset. You were halfway joking, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I was halfway it joking, was, it but was I was also invi- like, I don't want to see it, you naked, I'm good. It was, an, it, was, it was an invite from a friend. It was my first time at a day spa. Mm-hmm. So does that mean like a whole day of spying? It literally never closes, and uh-huh. you can stay there 24 hours. There were people there legitimately to sleep overnight in the comfortable chairs and sofas and stuff. Oh. And like they were just going to spend 48 hours there. There are people who spend up to 72 hours there. That sounds unnecessary. But I feel like 
I could do like a twenty, like a twelve hour stay. I have responsibilities, like a dog I have to walk. You know? I was there for eight, and I was like, I can, you know, I That's enjoyed it very much. But I was like, after so many times in the sauna or the pool, mm. or the, it's my first time doing something like that. And you were naked the you're, whole time. You're you're buck naked most of the time. And I was just like, oh, I feel free. Yeah. This is really very comfortable. When you take off the bathing suits at a pool, yeah, pretty much everyone's genitalia and asshole is just in the water. Yeah. And you just realize that's, like, that's gross. this is very Roman. <laughs> this, is, this is intimate. <laughs> we are we are in the ancient times <laughs> like it was written in the historical <laughs> records. Like, it, we, and it was written. Just a bunch of men walking around, dicks just swinging. Um, that was, does not sound appealing to me. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was a As very... As someone who, it, um, who is a, um, a... Well, there's a women's side. Sure. The women. I also are, don't want to see that either. I assume. Well, I would assume women are like. It's like a, a communal bonding thing. Like if women no, can women be in there without ju- men, there's the, no men in there. No, but it's also like women are disgusting. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying this compared to men? No, I mean just like people are disgusting in general. Yeah, I think I think if you. <laughs> I quickly realized when you go in, it's not a thing. You just take off your clothes right. and you just walk naked across the lobby mm-hmm. and then you just get into the stuff right. and you're like, okay, I guess we're just going to all just be naked together. If you're a woman, I think you quickly like get over it and then you get in the sauna and you just feel very relaxed. Mm, lovely. Maybe so one of these days I'll have to do that. One one day. I'll get a group on, um, but we won't hang out except when we put on those free PJs they give you, nice. which feel really good. Do you get to keep them? I bet you if you walked off with one, no, they would not be able to, d- to detect. Oh. No yeah. good. So, and that's how I spent my Sunday. Nice. What about you? Man, it was chill. I I keep on, like, acting as though I'm 21 again. Like, going out till late, like, out to drinks with friends or mm. with, like, family members. And I'm just like, I need to stop. Body, you're 31. You don't need to be out till 3 a.m. You be before. living your best life, right? Am I, though? Do I need to be? I mean, I need to be sitting. Only as young as you feel. You know, you're right, but Brian Brian, her paychecks need to. Oh, that's. But actually, I also am not even spending money, really, a lot of those times. Like, either Mm -hmm. someone else is paying or, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I'm having a drink. Please, I wish. You're out here working these uh, gentlemen. My goodness. No. Breaking these hearts. What hearts? Please. None of these savages have hearts. Um, no, life is good. It's just like we're in the kind of, at least with our work, working at, you know, in higher education, we're just at the kind of tail end of the semester. So it's just a little busy and things like that. So these next couple of weeks are going to be a little stressful, but it'll be good. Yeah, we do this every year. Every we got year. It. We got this. We Solid. Do, we do this. What are we talking about today? First, uh, I figured, um, I first wanted to say Drake. Hey, Zaddy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, He posted something on... I'm sorry, I'm like playing with my hair because I'm like very hot and bothered by this. Mm. Um, He posted... uh, He's on vacation in Turks and Caicos. Okay, as one does. As one does. He's he's been touring all over the place. You know, like... Take some time off. Yeah, exactly. Um, He's, He's, you know... I mean, he can vacation because... You know, the raps will get written. We got writers. Wow. Wow. They can take care of that. Okay, okay, you, okay. You kick up the feet a bit. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. Some hot dog legs. I can't stand you. Get out of here. <laughs> you were you're a jerk. Um, and so he posted this beautiful image of a bathroom that he's in. 
That's a nice mirror. Right. Look at that footstool. Yeah. Is that marble? Yeah. So I love how we both noticed the bathroom. I sent this to somebody mm-hmm. and I just they were, and their first reaction was like, "Wow, it's that's a nice bathroom." I'm like, "Yeah, what about Drake? Cuz Drake, holy god." Okay, listen. You're reacting to his body. I was mostly reacting to his chest tattoo. His chest tattoo is larger than one would expect. No one knew that was there. No, and I did not know what to do with myself. Okay. Say more. I I have thoughts, but keep going. I was just like, oh my God. And usually this is like not appealing to me. Like if someone like just stripped down and Mm -hmm. looked like this, I'd be like, I don't know what to do with all of that. I just don't. Okay. I just, I love that you take care of your body and that Mm -hmm. you have like what looks like 1% body fat. That's not 1%. That's definitely 20%. Okay, whatever. He doesn't look like he's not... Carl Malone was 2% body fat. Oh, Jesus. Right. So imagine half of that. (laughs) Fair. For the basketball fans who don't know, that's the second all-time leading scorer in NBA history. And he was ripped like a lumberjack from like (laughs) Planet Nine, outer space. He was was a cyborg. Um... I was very interested in his tattoos because I, I did not know that was there and I mm-hmm. you know, it was very intriguing. Okay. Um, I think but, it's interesting that both he and Rihanna both have uh, birds on their torsos. Oh. No, you sir. know why that's not intriguing? Because a lot of people have that. Thank you. A lot if of people I see, have birds. If I see one more chest tattoo of a bird or a winged thing, mm-hmm. great. Good idea. Wow. <laughs> First of all, I'm throwing so I. There's so much shade you're throwing to so many of our listeners. So much. Listen, hey, I was talking to a friend at the spa. At the spa. And we were sitting down (laughs) talking about tattoo choices Mm because I was mentioning I want to get some more. And um, they were like. I get one on your chest? I eventually want to get a chest tattoo. Like a a full chest? Like Mm -hmm. Like a Drake? Shoulder to shoulder into my sternum, yeah. That's gonna be cool. No, so I've been thinking. Well, I've been thinking about it, but you know who's recently got a te- like Dwight Howard, who we mentioned in the last episode. Mm-hmm. He um, got a. You remember how he had no tattoos, mm-hmm. and now he has several tattoos. Sure. One of them is a chest tattoo, uh-huh. and it is an owl with wings spread across his chest. Well, it just makes sense because it's like it's your chest. But Again, no, it's it, it's like it's. Like, I've seen. I've why seen. Why are we all doing? I've seen nice chest tattoos. Just what we saying. said. What we said was, you know, what's sad mm-hmm. is that um, tattoos are a symbol of greater ideas. Sure, is what I. They're symbols for other things. I don't like. I had a friend of mine. It was I wonder actually. If a, this is a raptor. It was a te- a raptor, the the bird. Yeah. Oh, like an old like Jurassic. Yeah. Bird. Okay. Well, you look it up. Check into the. Um, uh, it looks like an owl. Semiotics of that, but we were just saying that uh, it's an owl. OVO. October is very young. Oh, so he and Dwight both have owls. <laughs> like that. That's makes cute. More, that so makes we the were, most sense. But his like <clears throat> makes more sense to him. Nah, you know just what? Can Drake you know have what? this? But he you know looks what? fine as hell. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. <laughs> Can you my not buddy, be jealous? My buddy was saying he was like, I went up to a guy who on his uh, chest mm-hmm. it said. Love Conquers All. Sure. And it was written in Latin. Oh, okay. My friend knows enough Spanish to um, decipher the Latin. So he was knew it two of the words. No, he knew, no, it was right. Mm-hmm. He knew two of the words. And so he inferred the other one. He goes, oh, Love Conquers All. And this guy goes, you, how did you know that? He was like, well, you know, forget yeah. it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He goes, you're only the second person to like know that. Right. And he said... 
my buddy's thinking like if he wanted people to know it first of all when i get a chest tattoo there will be a lot of words and they will be backwards because you want to be able to because i want to read it in the mirror in the morning every day I want it to be like a reminder for myself. When I face myself, it's like, that's, boom. So, that's dumb. And if other people By the way, you've it, said this to me before, and I, mm-hmm. every single time you tell me, I think it's cool. Because it's for me. And my chest is, my it's shirt's going to be on most of the time. Yeah. So it's like really my morning wake up reminder. So he is like, you're only the, the second person ever to know this. My friend's like, if he wanted people to know what it was, right. don't get it in Latin. Yeah, get and, it in English. I know. And he's like, it's outward facing. So you obviously want people to read it. Right. But then if, if let's say the intent is for people not to understand it, then what happens is someone reads that tattoo. What he, the reaction he wants is, oh, oh it's a nice that? tattoo, chest tattoo. What does that mean? And then he's like, it means love conquers all. Right. And then they're going to say, why is it in Latin? And he's going to say, well, he might not say this, but what he wants to say is, because I'm deep. <laughs> oh. But isn't all tattoo deep? No, so like, my friend... Like, well, your tattoos are, have deeper meanings than just what it is, what it says. Yeah, but you couldn't look at these and just be like, oh, I know what that means. No, it's if, very personal to you. If, if... Uh, and we said this. What we really want to do is a mission. And this is a life mission I have. Okay. Do you know how, like, our indigenous populations, Native Americans of the United States, have been relegated to reservations? Right. They have a community. You mean they've, they've been, like, exiled to that? Exiled. Um, Eliminated. Not really considered citizens. Right. In the full or humans s- or right. anything like Voting that. Voting restrictions yeah. limited mm-hmm. by the U.S. government. Predominantly white, mm-hmm. Christian. Piece of crap. Cis men. Yeah. Um, these... Native peoples have symbols and signifiers of like their history and their origins. Mm -hmm. And these are these hold deep weight. I've noticed there are tribes of white men Mm -hmm. with these tribal symbols on them that are like lost. Like they look like they don't know where their tribe is. They have these like swirling, thorny, like (laughs) tribal tattoos. And I'm like, this poor white man is like he doesn't know where his people are. He so, wants he wants to be the rock. With yeah, his yeah. Polynesian he tribal is tattoos, Samoan Polynesian like uh, you know heritage. So I'm looking at these white guys like if I could just bring all of these white guys together in mm. one space like a conference, mm. like at a big so thousands, millions of white guys with tribal tattoos and mm-hmm. say look. You have found each other. Mm-hmm. Here we are. <laughs> and then just see what comes of that. Like, yeah. what do you have in common? You know? Your white. So, like, what does your tattoo mean? Oh, I'm from the tribe of Panama Beach, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Spring break 2006. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. So, my, anyway, to your, to your point of Drake, I think Drake's body looks really nice. I, I think he looks Jesus. great. Looks like he works out. He's also been, like, trimming up. Looks like he's taking again, care of like, himself. Yeah, and that's wonderful. And, mm-hmm. like, again, we all should be taking care of our bodies mm-hmm. and, like, the best way that we can, like, have moments where we have a pint of ice cream, but also, like, work out and do take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for me, it isn't just about, like, oh, my God, he has, like, this banging body. Like, again, if, the, if you look like that all the time, I would just, I would not know what to do with you. But I also don't like people who um, do the cell phone mask picture. <laughs> I know. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're you talking about. You stand in front of the mirror, you and hold you do, up the you, cell phone. And then you do a little tilt with your head. You do a tilt with your head, and you take a photo using your phone. So your phone is basically covering your face, or at least the lower part of your face. You can't see his mouth. Yeah. Oh, she showed me a picture of someone who I'm aware of, who is someone I have met. 
she just showed me a picture on her phone and it's basically the same picture and he's got a chest tattoo this is why you peeked out so hard about this Drake picture I literally was like uh, I have this picture on my phone already I could only show images one day in the 21st century you'll be able to show images on a podcast in real time just like comes up this that moment was so gold I wish I could share it you're ridiculous you're so funny this is like you just preface with a drake and a chest tattoo covering his face you should lay on the floor laughing because this is absurd you don't start a podcast with a drake image and a chest tattoo and then show me someone we both know with the same exact photo do they both have towels wrapped around their waist yep this is shit you you ain't shit you cannot Uh, unbelievable oh guys i you know this moment of the podcast was really purely for me you have a lot of brass you but uh drake thanks for uh a lovely a lovely uh image for me to look you let me cast so much judgment and then you brought it home i did you are i'm i'm the worst never ever shall i forget What anyway, else? What else? Um, so, Beyonce was in India recently. Love it. And the she... The motherland. The motherland. My motherland. Thanks. Uh, welcome Pseudo to... Pseudo my motherland. Why is it pseudo your motherland? I spent time there. Oh, okay. I was like, why are you part I, Indian? I, but, I, I you like... know, my grandma still thinks you're Indian. Like, oh, did she? <laughs> she's like... Because she, she saw a picture of us and she was like, oh, who's that? Thinking, you know. It's one of the only places I can eat vegetarian and people don't look at me sideways. <laughs> you know, you're right. You're right. You can't eat a lot of the paneer, though. No, that I have to, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, crazy. you know, she she was like, oh, because there was a picture of you and I in some, like, group picture or something that my sister, like, showed uh-huh. on Facebook, and she got very excited. Oh, yeah, who's that Indian boy? That nice right. Indian boy. A nice Indian boy that's, like, next to Bryna, mm-hmm. who, you know, clearly she must be dating. And my, and my, my sister's like, yeah, no, he's black and white. <laughs> And, and she said, <laughs> "What'd you say?" And she was just like, "Really? Well, he looks. He looks Indian." <laughs> can I tell you? Can I tell a quick story sure. before we get to Beyonce? Mm-hmm. When I was in India, I was in Delhi in a spice market. You might have heard this story. I think you've told me this story. Oh, I walk along. I'm looking for something. Mm-hmm. This older gentleman comes up to me. He's Indian. Mm-hmm. He says, "Sir, are you lost? Are you mm-hmm. looking for something?" I was like, "Oh, I'm looking for this thing." He goes, "Oh, I know where that is. Can I show you?" I said, "Sure." And so he's walking me there, and he is silent for a moment. And he says, "So are you Indian?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "No." And he said, "You're uh, Bangladesh." Mm-hmm. I go, "No." Bangladesh, like, you're, yeah. you're uh, Pakistani. Mm-hmm. I go, "No." He goes, "You're from the Sudan?" <laughs> I go, "No, no, no. I'm from the United States." He goes, "Oh, you're from the United States?" I go, "Yeah." And then he like we're he walking. Wants more, he wants more. We're, info. we're walking. <laughs> we're pausing, and ten seconds goes by, and he goes. You're from the United States. I go, yes. He goes, but you're not white. Mm, yeah. And I explain, and I, by the way, out of respect for our motherland, I'm not doing the accent right now. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> so I really appreciate goes, you call it the motherland in a sweet way. That's so, very endearing. Like, by the way, I do not claim it as my motherland. No, I but know. He, but he says, uh, you're not white. And I said, no, I'm um, mixed. My mother's white and my father's black right and he goes oh and then we're walking 10 seconds goes by and he goes your mother is white and your father is black this, you're like breaking his brain because <laughs> right. he's like 
we we barely date people that are or like married people that are darker skinned than us mm. you know like so yeah i said yeah it's, that's a thing and he goes i imagine this is pretty uncommon and i said well it's becoming more common like right i said alicia keys mm-hmm. tiger woods none of this seems to register right and i said barack obama and he goes oh barack obama you're basically barack obama Boom. <laughs> yeah and he's got a point of reference he's like oh okay yeah and then you know he took me to the spot where i needed to go but he's just basically illustrating the point that a lot of the world thinks that um americans are all white so yep. if you're white and you're like i don't have privilege that's privilege. Yeah, that's it's, 100% privilege. It's like MasterCard. You can use it anywhere. <laughs> you can use it anywhere. That's so true. Well, so Beyonce, Beyonce. So Beyonce went to India to perform at a wedding yeah. for uh, the daughter of the richest man in India, uh, uh, Mukesh uh, uh, Ambani. Uh, his daughter, Aisha, is was getting married to Anand... I forget. Birmal? I believe is his last name. Good pronunciation. Um, so I believe it's like a $145 million wedding is what people have been told. So India's had like really big weddings this year. Um, <clears throat> we have... Priyanka? Uh, no, first first was uh, um, Pudukone. What's her name? Deepika? Deepika and Ranveer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. the big Bollywood actors nice getting together. Mm-hmm. So that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. All of Indian royalty went to that wedding. Okay. Priyanka and Nick Jonas got married last week, uh, where uh, Aisha was one of uh, her bridesmaids, oh. which is very, they're like good friends. Okay. Um, so that was a pretty big star studded event as well. You know, all, like a Priya, um, uh, what's, oh my God, what's her name? Priyanka? Not Priyanka. Ranveer's wife. Oh my gosh. Oh, Deepika. Deepika. Sorry, I don't know why I keep on... I'm thinking of a lot of P names, so that's why I'm like kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Deepika went to you know Priyanka's wedding and all these different things. Again, everyone needs to know Nick Jonas married up, not the other way around. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just need everybody to know that because a oh, lot yeah. of people are thinking like, oh, my God, she's like trying to find fame. I'm like, Whoa. folks. Wait, who said that? <laughs> oh, people you know, who don't be people, knowing. People don't know. People that's who fine. Don't know. People, people, oh, God. people who don't know. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> like, sir, madam. Please take several seats. Oh my god, you just um, blew my brain. So Nick Jonas and Priyanka didn't go to a honeymoon because they went to this wedding this weekend. Oh, and this wedding literally had everybody. Hillary Clinton was there. Uh, uh, Ariana Huffington was there. No, 100%. Wait, 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 was was uh, Priyanka a bridesmaid for yes, her? Yes, I believe so. Okay. She, she was part of the Sangeet and Reci- did like reciprocity. Yeah, sure. Um, they, she was part of the Sangeet and Beyonce performed. At the pre-wedding bash I of this know wedding, how much she got paid for that? I would like to know that too. Most people don't know what it is because it hasn't been publicly like put out Beyonce there. Beyonce doesn't do weddings, so yes, I know. And she doesn't probably know this person, so the price tag for this. This man is stupid wealthy. So he is. If I, I just want to make sure that I have this correct. Um, ah, where are you? Uh, nope. Nick Jonas has gone to two Indian weddings in the last yeah two weeks. Yep, must be nice. Man, um, that's such a beautiful. And so, like, they had like a lot of like amazing people. Like, he is he, so the father of Aisha is um, he's like the most richest man in India. Mm-hmm. He owns like kind of like the equivalent to like Con Edison, but better. Mm. Like, like Con just, Edison is the uh, electric company in yeah, New York City, right? But just think, think of it as like, I don't even know how to like. 
He's like, like he, he he has electricity, like, cell phones, like he invi- does, like, like tech tech company, mm-hmm. like just huge guy. He they chartered over a hundred flights to this wedding, personal hundred flights for folks. Um, Round trip, ra- yeah, for okay. folks. Okay, um, they have they had like dignitaries. Bollywood's elite, like all came. Shah Rukh Khan was there. Yeah, I'm sure he was. I'm 100 percent sure he was there. <laughs> okay. Um. So anyway, um, I'm at a point where um, I have decided, as an Indian woman, mm-hmm. um, if Beyonce doesn't perform at my wedding, what kind of wedding would I have? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like there's there's no point. We're at a point in Indian lavish weddings that Beyonce needs to perform at your wedding. Would you accept Solange? Oh, I love Solange. I would want both of them to perform. Oh, so both. Yeah. What if I could only? You have to understand, like we need, like it needs to be. We need to level up the person before us. Does that make sense? Oh, right. That's an Indian thing. It's an Indian thing. An like, Indian I can't thing. just. That's I can't true. just That's have true. like a Joe Schmo. I so I've totally forgot. Yeah. So I need like Beyonce <laughs> and Drake to perform. Oh my god. Or like, you know what I mean? Like I need that. So Drake, <laughs> I've already called you a zaddy and said you were fine as hell. So feel free to perform. Wait, how do you up Beyonce? I don't. You don't. You literally don't. Jesus Christ comes down and does a few numbers. <laughs> like it's to a point. And, and I joked about it on my Instagram, and mm-hmm. everyone like most people are like lols, and I'm just like, you think I'm joking? Like I'm dead ass. I mean, mind you, I don't even want a very big wedding to begin with. So if I ever do get married, but it was just one of those funny little tidbits that. I thought was hmm. that was interesting, but um, what was really cool is that um, Mukesh's um, as like an Indian business person, he ended up paying over like the lunch, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner for four days for like the poorest areas of where the wedding was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was like five hundred thousand dollars, or like like again, or or something to like feed that. the masses to feed the masses of yeah, because like yeah. it's nice it's very nice it's also something that a lot of people in india do like when when you do get married like obviously you feed your guests but you also feed the community because it's a celebration of like your family's like thing that you're doing you know who, but he has so much money that it's probably not a big deal do you know who doesn't get divorced Indian. indians that's because we all stay in probably loveless marriages um well it's because you invested like the entire fortune into one wedding so mm-hmm. it's like everything goes toward that yeah and then you're like okay we we did this once we can't do this again yeah because it's expensive it's very expensive fun 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 fact aisha is a yale graduate and she majored in psychology and asian studies um and she earned her mba in stanford university because she's like a tech junkie and uh-huh. loves tech stuff she's a prominent businesswoman in India obviously just kind of takes after cool. her dad um, and her families know the Clintons obviously um, but yeah it's super cool super oh, I think John Legend also performed apparently yep John Legend performed at at one of the celebrate at the engagement party uh, John Legend performed you know he sang that song all of me yep yep Yep, yep, yep. So um, Beyonce um, and whoever plans to marry me, uh, even if we're having a courthouse wedding, um, I need Beyonce to perform live. Tweet it. Put it in the putting universe. It, putting it out there. Putting it out there in this world. At her. Um, speaking of uh, divorce, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know who is getting one? Who that? Offset and Cardi B. No, I can't. Please. 
My heart can't take this. Are you are you okay? Offset and Cardi B officially broke up. Cardi B went on Instagram and stated, "Me and me and my baby father are not together anymore. We tried to make it work, but it just wasn't working out. I have a lot of love for him, but it's just it is what it is." You know? Um and for motorsport, uh, her line, she talks about like divorcing Offset instead of like the mar- marriage line on in that song uh, that she has with Migos, uh, which is mm. interesting. She substituted the marriage for the mm-hmm. divorce. Line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Offset is very much in his feelings. Um, he, How so? Uh, because on the Instagram post, he commented, y'all win. What do you mean? Y'all win. I don't get it. Meaning he's blaming this divorce on everybody else. Oh, everyone who was skeptical. Yes. Slash putting, you know, his business out there in the world of him cheating on, I'm assuming. We know for a fact that he cheated. This is documented? Yeah, at least twice that we know of. Since marriage? Yes. Um, How did... What do we know about this? What are all the details? So what we know, they got married secretly a year ago, and now that they're divorced... And in, in during before they got married, there was rumors of him cheating on her, mm-hmm. various rappers, strippers, whatever. Um, and then since they got married, there was at least two allegations that I know of. One was a threesome. That was the most recent one um, that came forward of like DMs that Offset had with. I heard about this uh, with like a person about wanting to have a threesome with her and some other girl. It was him. It was another, yeah, it was another like rapper. Rapper. Yep, and and some other chick. He was trying to find a third, and it wasn't his wife. Yes, exactly. Because even she's like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna get a hoe, get a hoe I like, because she would like to join. Mm -hmm. And he was like, nah. (laughs) And then he goes and he says how like then he tweets recently that how like he misses Cardi. I'm just like, that's cute. That's nice. You still cheated on her. And she told you she doesn't like you cheating on her. It's like kind of public knowledge that she doesn't like you cheating on her. And so, you know, getting married because you have a kid is not a good reason to get married. It's not a good reason. Um, Getting married because people are pressuring you to, not a good reason. Um, I say all this because uh, no one is surprised, and I hope no and pray that Cardi just levels up to like like a Sierra. Sierra Sierra was with Future, and Future was trash, and then she got married to Russell Wilson. Wilson, quarterback for the Seattle, and Seahawks. who is just like a dorky little. Thank like, you. He's say more. He's so, he's such a little dork, but he like loves her, is right. obsessed with her, mm-hmm. and is a good dad to yeah. baby future and to their daughter. I believe that they have together, yeah. Yeah. and he's just a good guy, right? And that's and I hope. And they got married because they do love it, and they did wait apparently till marriage to have sex because they're both Christians. Sure, and if that's a choice you want to make, I applaud that. Good for you. Um, but it's just like you, they got married because they seem like they genuinely love each other. Don't get married just because you're pregnant. Don't get married because you think that that'll make him not cheat on you. He still will. <laughs> so, just saying. I'm 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 sad for any marriage that ends, but I'm happy when it just wasn't good. Someone like Cardi, who is a very authentic Super person, authentic, yeah. owns her stuff, um, can say like, "No, I deserve better," mm-hmm. and good for you. Mm-hmm. And Offset 
and I think we knew this from the beginning, was not ready to get married if their definition of marriage is... What we think of monogamous. Monogamous. Right. Uh, forsaking all others. Right. So the other night, just on a whim, I was yep. going to bed. And uh, I just pulled this article up that I read. I was going to sleep and I legitimately had like, usually when I go to bed, I think, what's one question I'm pondering today? Uh-huh. And if I can't answer it within like a minute, mm-hmm. I'll Google and see what the universe says. Mm-hmm. So I Googled reasons people get married. Because mm. we were talking about this on the last podcast episode. And it's something I'm still like ruminating over. Yeah. And I found an article written in August of this year mm-hmm. by The Spruce. The spruce, okay. Don't know much about this. Uh, Neither do I. But but in terms Sounds of sprucey, it talks about the divorce rate um, is as high as it's ever been right now. Hmm? The divorce that's the, rate. That's the opposite of what I've heard. Yeah, best chance of surviving. Therefore, you're considering marriage. Anyway, I don't know the stats, right. but it's just claiming I've heard that, that millennials have made, dropped it because we're not getting married. Like oh yeah, that makes sense. Like a lot of us aren't getting married, so, so like there's no chance for divorce. Right, there's that, but in, like, divorce, because of that, people are getting married more consciously, like, mm-hmm. like, I'm getting, like, it's, so they're, the rate of divorce is less. It's still... You're being more careful. Yeah. So, here's what it said. It gave a list of bullet... Holy sh- this thing is long. I didn't realize how long these points are. <laughs> so, there are several reasons to get married, mm-hmm. and there are many reasons, wrong reasons to get married. What are the wrong reasons? So I'm going to go me. through this list and, I, and you you comment or disagree wherever you feel so inclined. Okay. So I'm going to go through this. There, warning. I'm going to say ballpark. There are 20 of these wrong reasons. Let's do it. Let's do the list. All right. You feel too guilty or ashamed to back out when plagued with doubt. Yeah, that's a dumb reason to get married. Next. I'm, I'm doubting, so I'm not going to back out now because like... That's dumb. Don't, too far in. Dumb. It's like when those guys go to... Uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle mm-hmm. and they like forgot their keys mm-hmm. in the in the apartment mm-hmm. and they leave the apartment door and they're walking out and they're like 10 steps away from the door. Just go like, back. Should we get the keys? And they're like, we've already come too far. Yeah, no, that's dumb. <laughs> you're it's just going to go back. Yeah. Um, you are willing to gamble on your future spouse changing or having potential. Yeah, nope. He'll change. Nope. Nope. Well, nope. Mind you, relationships and marriage and all those things, like there's a level of compromise that you have with the person, mm. right? Like I like my sheets folded a certain way, but they like folded it another another way. Talk or no talk. Right. Whatever it, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's a compromise. That's a compromise. But yeah. like it's like, okay, you know what, this is what babe likes. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that for him. Sure. Right? Or like Okay, she really hates the dishes at, like in the sink at the end of the night, and I don't really give a crap. But yeah. you know what? It makes her happy. I'm gonna do this for her, or I'm gonna make sure there's no dirty dishes in the in the dishwasher or in the in the sink. Mm-hmm. Changing personality completely? Are you kidding? No. Next. Yeah. This, are you? That's not. That's not a, well, a he's sustainable. He's kind of lazy, but he'll be. He'll, More motivated he'll, later. He'll, he'll have drive later. No, if he doesn't <laughs> have it now, he's not gonna have it later. It's, that's a dumb reason to... Yes, continue. Sorry, I'm, I'm not going to try to comment on everything, but like... No, you do whatever you want. It's... The fact that people think that you could change a person or save a person... Or, mm, nope. Oh, we'll get there. Um, want to be free from parents. <laughs> I do understand that, though. Where you're thinking, when I get married, I'll be free from my parents. Mm-hmm. You know what happens? 
they're still you in your new, business. You get a new set of parents. <laughs> someone else's parents. And I will parents. say, like, culturally, some, some, I know someone who, like, got married to be saved from their parents. Granted, she also loved the person and wanted mm-hmm. to be with them. So it, was, it wasn't, like, a bad thing. But, like, continuously living in her parents' home was dangerous for her. Right. And so she thought the way to escape that is to live with someone else in their home. Yeah. A joint home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah again... But she actually got married for the right reasons. That just happened to be one of the benefits of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Byproduct. Byproduct, yes. Um, this one's interesting, but very to the point. Mm-hmm. To have sex. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I can see if you are a religious person. Yep. That is, I know a lot of people that got married because they just wanted you to bang. You horny as <laughs> heck. And you're like, I got to get this out of my system. So you married the first person you could reasonably have sex with. Or let's be honest. You toyed around with things that Jesus would call pseudo sex, <laughs> where you did some oral, mm-hmm. maybe there was some ass play, mm-hmm. maybe some fingering. But as long as the we're speaking the, hetero here, mm-hmm. as long as the penis doesn't go inside the vagina, that's not technically sex. Yep. Um, I would not beg a, to differ. <laughs> but um, yeah, not a good reason. If you're having safe sex before you get married, um, go ahead and do that thing. But and if I you choose say, not to have sex before marriage, that's wonderful too. That's also fine. I just want to say. That should not be the reason why you get married. No, it's a like real base level. Yeah. You can throw a rock and find a person on the street who will have sex <laughs> um, if that's what you're into. Um, to ease loneliness. Nope. No one else is going to fix you. I know people who have children for this reason. Nope. They're like, I'll have a kid so the you kid will love the, me. I will say the closest thing I've done that uh-huh. is having, getting regular. Getting a dog. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but they're yeah. like known yeah. to be loyal Right. Doesn't talk back at you. Doesn't cheat on you. Right. You know, just it's all together. And not really have reflective consciousness. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> they have personality, but I don't know about. Anyway, to be happy. Nope. What does that even mean? It means that like you've, you're finding your joy in somebody else. And like that, That's, people will feel you. want to vomit. People will feel you. Like I find a lot of like joy in relationships and friendships that I have mm-hmm. but that is not my sole right. space of happiness and joy for some people that is yes like the goal the mission is to have someone love them to validate them and, indirectly I, and to make some, them feel happy and, and, and I desire that for myself I want to be with someone that loves me that validates me and all those wonderful things mm-hmm. but if I don't ever see that in, in life I want that to be added to my life I already have it yeah, yeah. Does it make sense? Like you're already. I'm already joyful, happy. Mm-hmm. Don't like. I don't need a man. First of all, <laughs> happiness. There you go. First of all, happiness is only temporal. Yeah, joy is. You cannot be happy all the time. Nope. You need to be sad in order to appreciate joy. Mm-hmm. There need to be those down moments, and in the down moments, the answer can't be happiness I need is something. temporary. Joy is a choice that you like. Joy sure. is having moments, even when it's bad. To find joy in moments, to find mm-hmm. purpose in moments. That's I think feel like that's what purpose. Joy is. I would say it's purpose. Yeah, linked. Yeah, it's if super you, purpose. Linked. If you, if and I would choose purpose over relationships. Mm-hmm. Personally, like they do studies all the time, where mm-hmm. like what makes people joyful. Mm-hmm. The top two are always purpose and relationships. Usually, mm-hmm. purpose first, and then relationships. But some studies say like flip flop that. Right. But for different people, it's different. Some people are more relational. I'm not that person, so like right. you know, I have my things. Well, someone said someone said joy is consistent and is cultivated internally. It comes when you make peace and embrace who you are, why you are, mm. and how you are. Mm. Said by Brian and Matthew. You so, did say that. Yeah. You did. I was like, who is that wise soul? That's <laughs> sitting across the table from me. 
look at you. Um, so to be happy is a stupid reason. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's dumb. Go, being, go be sad. <laughs> really, uh, I'll, I'll look forward to listening to this podcast 10 years from now mm-hmm. where we're in a different place in our lives yeah. and be like, were we idiots? Or were we on to something? No, we were on to something. I'm, I, I believe it. We're very, we're very <laughs> sure of ourselves here. <laughs> very. Um, okay. To, hey, let's sh- fly through these. to show you are an adult. Nope. Who says There's that? lots of other ways to show yourself you're an adult. <laughs> and also, who are you trying to show? Who are you, you're trying to prove something to yourself or somebody else? In some communities, you get married at 18. Yeah. I, eh, you can't even drink yet. Yeah, seriously. Next. Because or of, smoke in certain places. Because of a pregnancy. Shotgun wedding. Yep. Not a good reason. Because what would people think? What would people think? Loke Kenge. Loke Kenge. For those of you who don't know, please listen Hassan. to Hassan Minaj's Homecoming King on Netflix. It's really good. Uh, just because he or she loves you. That is so dangerous. Do you love them? Like, That's and, so And love dangerous. is also fickle. Some people love that the person loves them. Like if you love that they love you, that's not a good reason. <laughs> and okay. I've been and to a lesser degree as a young person. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, I've done that. Alex, you're old. Well, no, now I'm oh, saying okay. when I was a younger person. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I did that. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, she likes me. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, feels, I like her. It feels good to like <laughs> to be liked, like yeah. to be cared for. I like that. You, sometimes you got. But that's break not a hearts. reason to get married. No, next. that's a commitment. To save, rescue, or help someone. No, nope. you said this earlier. Nope. Stupid. Next. You're not. You're not a. Dude, there's I, someone else for that. <laughs> um, because you want. Find a, Jesus if that's like if you need to be saved. <laughs> because you want a baby. Literally other ways to have babies these days if you really want a baby. In vitro. Adoption. Get a dog before that happens. Mm -hmm. You know, there's lots of things to do. You can surrogate. Yeah. You know, all these ways. Um, For money. Hey, boo. You do you. I'm I'm not even going to be mad about that. I'm not even going to be mad. Marry up. (laughs) Nick Nick Jonas that situation. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, we, I will say, we are garbage for uh, our reaction to that. And a Nicole Smith that situation. Yeah, you, you do it, you gold digger. Yeah. Um, because all your friends are married. Man, if that was the case, I would have been married a long time ago, and my life would be very different. Well, I think people struggle with that when you're in an environment where you were single with your friends for a long time, and then most of your friends are getting married, and they're talking about their married lives and when they're gonna have kids, and looking at you like. When are you gonna get married? Yeah, and they look at you in pity. Yeah, they like, look at you in pity. Oh, yeah. And you're your like, your time will come. It's I'm, like oh, I'm good. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so glad I'm a man. Um, <laughs> hetero, um, that helps. It's different. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's changing across the country. There's anyway, Key and Peel skit for mm-hmm. another day. Tangent. Okay. Um, you've always wanted a fancy wedding or to wear the fancy dress. I never understood that. It is one day out of your goddamn life. One day. And you want to spend $145 million on that wedding? And if you have the money to do that, go ahead. The average from a friend of ours who told me when they were getting married, they're like, mm-hmm. do you know what the average wedding cost is in New York City? Granted, this is average, not the median. Mm-hmm. So like there are outliers mm-hmm. who sure. are like our like deluxe Indian wedding we mm-hmm. talked about. Mm-hmm. Average cost is $90,000. Yep. No. You're going to pay off student loans, credit cards, and have savings if 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 I had ninety thousand dollars to spare. Rest assured, <laughs> if this guy you see here in front of you yes. ever gets married, it will be the cheapest in my thing. apartment. Yes, with <laughs> enough people who will fit inside my apartment. <laughs> the total cost of that will be whatever we can get from Trader Joe's. 
and thank you for your contributions we will accept uh gifts to the day spa yeah <laughs> you know and or, or you know no box gifts that's what indians do no box gifts because just give me cash just give me cash mm-hmm. and that will go toward our honeymoon which we will spend ten thousand dollars on a trip around a portion of the world that will take us roughly two to three months yeah that sounds lovely mm-hmm. sounds great yeah why am I spending money on one day? Yep. For like folded napkins? Yeah. Tablecloths? And it's amazing how people like get angry. Like brides who don't care about things, like who are very much like me, get like fixated on like what a coat, like a color of a napkin looks like. Jesus. And I'm just like, I don't, I, this, like bridezilla is a thing because you're oh, just yeah. like, it's, and it's groomzilla becomes a, is becoming like, a thing. Like, yeah, like because it's like this show for somebody else. It's like, it's about you and this person that you're falling in love with that you are in love with and you want to celebrate that and that's beautiful like no ties or tie get, open bar or paid book right bar. you're like oh my god get some budweiser's yeah and call it a day honestly go to, go to central park get married we'll all get some three buck chuck from right. trader joe's and have and call it a wonderful time. that that wedding dress where you think that's gonna go the victorian albert museum yeah that's seriously. just gonna sit in your closet i'm gonna go to, to, I'm gonna go to h&m right. <laughs> get H- a white dress get it girl and i will wear this several times past the point of my wedding yes and people will say oh i like your white dress everywhere i go when yeah, people it's my see wedding it dress. this is my wedding dress yeah yeah i've worn it multiple it. times or I'll get an Indian outfit that I like that I can wear to other weddings and be like, this is amazing. Yeah. Oh, those are so pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a bad reason. Um, out of fear that no one else will want to marry you. This is it. This is the only fish in the sea. If I lose this, there's no other shots. I don't believe that. You need to change your settings on your preferences. Either go up that or down in have, age. Have a better sense of yourself. Like you're worth, yeah. you're worth not settling for any anything. Easier said than done, but psychologically. I'm saying like, I'm saying this as a person who has, who has had to do it herself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, that's hard. Finding yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You, you got, you got the stuff, boo boo. Like whoever's out there who's thinking like, yeah, but if I lose this person, yeah, consider it. Yeah. You'll be fine. Even if you're alone for a while because you want to be or you need to be. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, You think you are running out of time to get married. Who said that to you? Who gave you a time limit? Next. <laughs> um, to have someone to complete you. Yeah, no, no one's going to complete you. A marriage is not 50-50. It's 100-100. Yeah. Yeah. God. Sir, as madam. As soon as I go on a date where someone's like completely gaga, goo-goo-eyed, mm-hmm. no, I'm moving on. Yeah. Next. You yeah, don't. I mean, like, you don't you need. Want, I don't want you to need me. Yeah, I want you to be impressed by me. I want you to. I want you to want me. Sure. I don't need. I don't want you to need me. Right. You need to be your own personal self. And, and it doesn't mean that you don't need me in certain aspects of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're having a down day and you need support, like of course, like like as you progress in a relationship, the need and want can sometimes vary, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if from the jump is like I need you it's like okay I want to be a priority but I don't need to be your top priority yeah I want to be a priority I don't want to be just an option I want to be a choice that you make every day where movie is that from I don't know I feel like I've heard that maybe it was another wise thing that you said before but I've definitely said that to boys before I'm like I don't want to be your option choose me pick me fight for me. me that's a Grey's Anatomy line yeah 
You get him, Jesse. I'm assuming Jesse. No, it Jesse was it was it was the white lady. It was Meredith. Gray. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Next. Pretty good. Um, for immigration purposes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was ready to marry someone recently because I'm like, is this gonna help your immigration? Yeah, I know. So, I would do it for a friend. Yeah, I would do it for a friend. <laughs> like, but then we, we both were like. Come on. There's an episode. We want to get married once. There's an episode <laughs> Not to of each other. Broad City that tackles that. Yeah. I have, I've watched that episode. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> for immigration purposes. And some of us are like, well, <laughs> we're very pragmatic. Um, you're tired of being single. Get tired of something else. You'll get tired of something else later. You're pick, fine. Pick another hobby. Volunteer. Yeah. Like go to the old folks home and like make a connection. Yeah. Listen to people who've lived many years. Talk about wisdom. Yeah. Like of being married. Yeah. Of like, it's people who've been divorced, people who've been widowed. Yeah. Like, years later, how do they think about that? Yeah. Like, ugh. I'm, Make ugh. better choices. Someone is pressuring you into getting married. Not a good reason. That's why I moved 800 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't want people gossiping about the two of you living together. Oh, God. Okay. They've been living together for three years. So? Gonna... They've been together for five years. So? My, for I'm sorry. You know, this is. I recently had a conversation today about because I posted about like, like I'm seriously not gonna like. Uh-huh. What's the point of getting married if Beyonce can't perform? I was again being yeah, 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 cre- yeah. incredibly facetious. I'm not. Even though I was just like, I'm not. I'm dead dead ass serious. We've already established you would accept Solange. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. I won't be able to one up this wedding, but you know, I'll sur- I'll survive. Mm. But I was talking to someone who has been married, who has children, and married at the age of 25. They are now currently 45, so mm-hmm. 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just like, it's amazing. I'm so proud of you for not settling. And like, she knows like my my dating history and like things yeah. like that. Um, just a lovely, older, wise person mm-hmm. that, I, that I care about. Um, and she's like, honestly, she's like, I love my husband. And I, you know, I think we're good for each other. But That's I great. really wish that I didn't get married at 25. I really wish mm-hmm. I had like... A life before mm. I, I wish I was my full person and my full self before mm. I married this this person who I do love and have two ch- beautiful children with and all these different things. Um, and she's like, because I was just so afraid of what other people would say and what other people would think because I I was too fat or too dark skinned or too like yeah. all of these different things. What people were saying, you know, X Y Z. Like so, already it's like a self esteem hit, and then it's like people mm. are talking about you. And I literally was like. And this is something that I recently said to my parents. I was just like, none of these people are paying my bills. None of these people are praying the prayers that I'm praying every night. None of these people are taking care of me, my dog, my life, my stuff. Or again, you are, this is just an opinion. You are, you literally have some opinions that no one asked for. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has them. And they usually stink. Yeah. And so, and for me, I'm just like, if I'm not bothering you, like, actually, if I'm not affected, I'm sure there are people in my life that feel hurt or like just feel sad. Oh, Bri's 31. She's not married. Mm -hmm. I know there's people in my life that are like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of those people will say it to me and to my face. And I know they're coming from this place of love. There's other people that I'm kind of like, you don't know me. You don't even know, like, my dog's name. Like, that... Like, let's not call it what it is. But it's like, other people should not be the reason why you get married. Because I can tell you from experiences that I've seen of people who got married because they felt the pressure to do it by a certain age or before somebody else or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. they are they are struggling yeah. in their marriage. 
Uh, divorce rate's 50-50. So, I mean, that's yeah. a coin toss. Yeah, seriously. I mean, if you make one of these uh, bad Dumb choices. reasons. I, you, as you were talking, I was thinking of two women mm-hmm. who were both early 40s mm-hmm. when I met them. And they did presentations, uh, workshops mm-hmm. that they facilitated. And they're dynamic speakers. Sure. Motivating, very insightful. And so afterwards, I talked to them. And they were one's black and one's uh, Jewish, Italian, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, both New York area, and they were talking to me, and they were like, "Yeah, I'm married. I got married when I was 42. Mm-hmm. You know, I got married very recently." Mm-hmm. And the advice they gave me, they both said, "Wait as long as you can until you get married." Yeah, they were like, "I got married at 42. Even that was too soon." Yeah. Because I think society is like, oh, your biological clock. Like, if I want a kid, like, I'm seriously thinking about, like, freezing my eggs. Like, yeah, as, go for it. like those are things that, because yeah. I want options, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be mm-hmm. at an age where I want kids and I'm, like, financially able to have kids, all those different things, whatever. Right, right. Not to be able to have it. So, yeah. I had a woman who was in her 40s who froze her eggs. Yeah. And it was totally natural. She was just like, you know, I'm out here dating, but, like, I'm having the best time of my life. Yeah. And I really am not in the position where I need to get married. I don't like mm-hmm. see yeah. the benefit of it because I'm just so joyful. Yeah. Every day, got my dog, walk through Central Park, do all these like fun sounds things. Like me. She's traveling, doing fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, she likes her work. She's like, why do I need a why do I have to share this with anyone? Right. <laughs> so she's free she freezes her eggs. So like down the road when she's like fifty or whatever, yeah. she wants to have a kid, she will. But also like if there's someone in my life that wants to have children but can't mm-hmm. and if I can like but that's also me. I'm also like, if mm-hmm. I can give my eggs to someone to, like, I can do, I would want to do that too. If, like, my, si- my siblings wanted mm-hmm. kids and they couldn't, but, like, you know, half of me is them. So, like, can you imagine how often, think about peer pressure when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. When people peer pressure you to do something, most of the time it didn't usually work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually it's usually, like, a bad idea. Yeah. So, I don't know. When we're adults, some things don't change. All right. Um, when, uh, how you, many more do we have? Just one more. Oh, yeah. Just one more. To get health... <laughs> to get health insurance or insurance benefits from the spouse's employer. I can see that. Interesting. Yeah, I know people who've done that. I can see that. And it's like it's similar to like immigration status to me. Yeah. Like I think... Like it's not a great reason, but I also hope like you love them, you know? Usually in those it's situations... Just, those, those two things for me are like fringe benefits of like if you love somebody and you You know married. what's funny? Mm-hmm. And it's will lead into the next section, which are the right reasons to get married Mm -hmm. people i've seen who do that Mm -hmm. are usually very pragmatic yeah they've weighed the options Mm -hmm. and they like each other enough where they say like i like you Mm -hmm. and like i feel connected affection yeah enough that i feel like using you for your health insurance isn't isn't using you it's it's not gonna be like a detrimental factor in our relation in how i think about us yeah and so yeah they did it and it's like i mean it's still not a good reason it shouldn't be the only reason why you're marrying somebody but yeah Yeah. so here are the right reasons to get married according to the spruce you are in love with one another shocking what well that's that is, no but that's that's uh, there's a link you can click on to take you to a more in-depth explanation of that right. but i think what people say oh well i am in love with them no, no. i think love looks not different infatuation Thank we don't want to be infatuated because not in the honeymoon stage of like i'm obsessed with this person no you love them even when they have crusty boogers in their eyes and like you love them i personally will not get married to someone first of all 
the first six weeks to two months is always infatuation for yeah. me. I never say I love you. None of that happens in the first six no. weeks. I'm waiting. So then you're, you're together for two years mm-hmm. before you even broach the subject of living together. Oh, yeah. And then you think about it. You live together for three years mm-hmm. or so. You need to have a fight within the first two years. Mm-hmm. If a fight doesn't happen in the first two years, yeah, something's being avoided. Some, something's, so, you're, you're not saying something to each other. And you need to have a fight to see how that person fights. Mm-hmm. Because I've, when I've rarely, I probably had two fights in my life with a person I was, no, three, that I've had with people I've dated. Mm-hmm. And two of those three were, oh, this person fights in a way where we're not mad at each other. Mm-hmm. We're vexed by the situation. Right. And we're working together to try to fix it. Right. We might have different opinions of how to do that. But it's we're an both... argument. It's not a fight. It's an argument uh, two mature adults are having. Well, it's problem solving. It's like you yes. could be arguing, yeah. but like we're arguing about the same problem. We're trying to solve it together. It's a project. Like you're upset. I'm upset. Let's get at the root of it together. And we're working together. Mm. And then the other, the third fight that I had was like, I saw this person, and this was when the, I had this fight with this person. Oh, that was, nice. Ooh, that was a Within good the, burp, buddy. I felt soulful. <laughs> um, excuse me. So, do you need me to burp you that, some more? That fight happened within the first three months that mm. I was dating this person. That is the earliest I've ever had a fight. So, right there was red flag. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm easygoing. I'm very yeah, communicative. I'm an I know, easy listener. I know listener. exactly which person you're talking about, and I could have easily told you. And that if I'm was, having a fight with you in the first three months, something's fucked up. With yeah, you. like it is definitely not me. And then the person because your track record shows mm-hmm. you're not. That's yeah. not if, your mo. If we're arguing about something, something's going on with you. Mm-hmm. And then because uh, within the first two years, that's when I'll have a fight, right? So or an argument. But and then that person took out the daggers. Oh, that when they said something to intentionally hurt me, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we're over. Because yeah. in the first three months, if you haven't, this is for anybody who's ever had a relationship where in the first three months or less, someone has argued with you and said something that hurts your feelings, you absolutely, automatically, 100%, every time, dump them <laughs> on the spot. You should, you should uh, write a book. It's, it's, it's non-negotiable and it's not going to be fixed and they might not do it for a while mm-hmm. but in year two it'll happen in year four it'll happen in year six it'll happen mm-hmm. and then for the rest of your life every, every two years, years or less yeah. you're going to have a dagger jabbed in your side or even more frequently because they feel comfortable that you're not going to leave yeah they'll know you'll do it yeah. you'll put up with it no nope. Ooh, let them know first time every time you, what's that like you you get the love that you think you deserve is that you, the yeah that's what like, they say so Anyway, um, so what are the what are the reasons to so you have uh, you love one, them? That's one. You love them. A desire to share your life with another. That's beautiful. But that's not the same as like I need someone to complete me. No, no, it's it's it. There's a that's a compatibility thing. Right. That there's a conversation that you have had about your passions, your desires in life, and whether it's the same passions or the same desires in mm. life, whatever. It's it's it may be apples and oranges, but they're still fruit. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like this sense of like you have these passions, and I want to support you through them, and I want to share that with you. And I have these passions, and I want, and you want to support Likewise. me through. Th- and like I, it's a very um, synergetic yeah. relationship. That is symbiotic. So, you gotta be so self aware to do that. though. Yep. You know what that? You know what else you need to be communicative. Communicative, which I'm like offset. Ain't, he ain't at number two here. 
No. Like a desire to share your life with someone. Like no. if that someone expects you to be he monogamous. Just, he just wants to put his penis You just over. want to put your penis in something. Well, then I get lonely sometimes. Like, but you got to like right. offset self-worth. And you miss Cardi. Yeah, because she, she was a really great girl and you missed out. You miss That's... Cardi today, but when, you, when you're on top of another person. Like, you don't miss her as much. You don't anything about her. Yeah. So like, come on. Um, to have a lifetime companion. That is. That's so scary for me. I know that's scary for you. I want that. Like I want a friend, a lifetime friend. Right. Some, I have a lot of I have a lot of like soulmate friends in my life. Right. And I'm very blessed by that. Mhm. But I also want like I also just want to I'm also a, I realize one of my love languages is like just I just want to spend time with people. Yeah. Like I don't need to necessarily talk to you all day, but mm-hmm. if you're just like sitting next to me, playing your Game Boy and I'm editing photos or like, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever it may be like yeah. that. Sharing space together. Sh- yeah. Sharing life together. Doing passions that you're both passionate about in the same space yeah. because you're Doing friends, life. you're companions. Yeah. Like this is what you do. You're, you're lobsters with holding their claws. Hold claws. Um, that is She's sc- her lobster. That is scary to me. Make it real talk real quick. That is only scary to me because eventually people die. And the when people hence why I'm still single. <laughs> when people spend their lives together, and then someone passes away early. Yeah. Early. What is early? But someone passes away suddenly. Those people. Yeah. Oh my god! It's just it's a, really hard to see. I had someone close in my life. It's it'll be thirteen years. It was thirteen years on the twenty fifth of November that he died, and to this day, it still kind of mm. shakes me. To this day, I don't think I have like a normal male relationship because of it. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, I'm working through it in therapy. Yeah, I was going to say, talk to your therapist about it. I don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear about it? <laughs> no. Except you have. Movie. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> oh, friend. Um, you both have realistic expectations and shared goals. Again, communication. You talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you would feel the key word there is also hone in on realistic. Mm hmm. Uh, you would feel comfortable doing premarital counseling to make certain this is the right choice. Yes. I know people who are in a really good relationship for over two years mm-hmm. who are going to marriage premarital counseling because mm-hmm. they're like, this is all working out really well. I need someone to test this. Yeah. We need we need another set of eyes to yeah. look at this. I we need, need a to- third party to be like... Because I'm also a big believer of, like, if your friends don't like your partner, there may be something to, like... For sure. Like, just, like, uh, maybe this is not great, if but, like... If you like your friends and they're good friends. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, if, if you... If I was with someone and you're, like, this man is trash, I, like, you, my siblings, mm-hmm. Winston, mm-hmm. like, our, like, close friends, right. I'd be, like, okay, if you guys, like, oh, I don't like this person, I may be in my feelings about it, but I also will be, like, they're probably seeing something I'm not seeing because I'm in this mm-hmm. like Likewise, infatuation yeah. rose colored glasses stage and you're seeing that this guy is kind of trash I always I need, filter yeah mm-hmm. you, need to, you need to find that filter and you need good people in your life to give you that you're right yeah you're one of my cross checkers no you need an independent audit performed by Absolutely. a counselor um, you want to feel connected with a person you love and to grow with that person emotionally mm. yeah yeah that's fine. companionship yeah that's, that's what I'm hearing um, willingness to be there for one another while 
you each fulfill your own needs and dreams. Mm. You kind of said that earlier. Like yeah. the example of the video games and the editing photos kind yeah. of thing. Like, So you're both there for each other, cheering each other on while you pursue your own independent things. Yeah. I may not be into what my partner is into in terms of what she might be doing. Yeah. But the fact that she does it so passionately. It turns you on. That's it. Like, you, like I'm, yeah. I'm, I do not understand that thing. Maybe you're a geologist or whatever. <laughs> talk to me about rocks, baby. Say, I love the way you talk about sediment. What is that, igneous? I cannot stand you. Get mm. out of my apartment. Get out of this damn studio. Layers. <laughs> Tec- Layers. When she says Technical. tectonic plates, I lose it. <laughs> um, you- I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you a geologist. I've decided. Geologists out there, send me your resumes. Alex is ready for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and the last thing is you, <laughs> you both do not... I think this should be worded differently. It should be neither of you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it says you both do not have blinders on and have spent enough time together to know it's the right choice. Time. You're not rushing into the, like the common, the common thread of like why you should get married is that you know yourself well enough to feel secure of who you are, to communicate that to your partner Mm -hmm. and vice versa. And through that, you're making conscious decisions that would benefit not just you but your other person you're making the choices to make sure that the next steps of your relationship moving in getting married whatever it may be mm-hmm. whatever steps you want to take having kids all those things are all thought very thoughtfully it's not that complicated friends no it is complicated so i would argue it is but it isn't i would argue that the environment you're in plays a huge role in this obviously mm-hmm. so if you're in a community that has a lot of options for dating mm-hmm. like we are in right here mm-hmm. you cannot really know yourself truly enough to get married or to get a tattoo mm-hmm. bigger than the size of your fist <laughs> um before the age of 33 mm-hmm. your jesus year yeah okay like there are just certain things i'm you... actually really excited for my jesus year oh yeah it's glorious. i'm so close to it it's so glorious i'm sure i mean it's gonna be exciting i'm so excited for it anyway, I, would, I think the self-knowledge at that at 33 is probably pretty dynamic it's like when mozart what was, was at Pippen's his... number? 33 so it's my pippin year and my jesus year well, scotty pippin larry bird patrick ewing alonzo morning grant hill hersey hawkins tyrone corbin there's oh a lot God. of 33s all right, sorry, so, continue. So within that, uh, I just would say, like, if you're getting a tattoo of something mm. and it's a, your girlfriend's name. Nope. Yeah. And you're not 33 nope. or older. Don't do it even if you're older. Don't do it. Don't do a Nick Cannon. D- no. And it's not, a, it's not a good look and it's temporary and it's a bad, put, bad put look. The, put your mom's name on your body. Like I don't even like that. I just, if you need a name, do that. People who do their kids, that's, that's fine. You go ahead and put your kids. Except like, that woman who put her kid's name, uh, they gave it to the tattoo artist and it was spelled wrong. And so his, her kid's name is Kevin and the tattoo artist spelled Kelvin. Oh no. Well, she just fixed it. She, uh, legally changed his name to kelvin i cannot (laughs) it's a true story so but i would just say um you yeah it's hard to know yourself really and you just shouldn't get married but until you're older but the thing you said about the millennials not getting married as much Mm -hmm. that what's nice i read something the other day where they were saying less 
people are having kids, mm-hmm. getting married as soon as they used to yeah. because of things like millennials are living with their parents longer after school. Yeah. They have more college debt. There's, that, there's like economic reasons for some of these decisions. They're Absolutely. delaying some of the people's like life actions. Whereas back in the day, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, you had government programs subsidizing a lot of things and giving people... But in their jobs, like factory jobs and things that you could get with mm-hmm. a high school degree that give you a stable income. But with neoliberal politics, Reagan, Nixon, people like yeah. that, shipping jobs overseas, the Bush senior sending jobs overseas... Um, more and more, those people couldn't make the same living, and uh, expectations for resumes went up. So it was like where you used to just have a high school education for this, now you need a bachelor's. Where you used to need a bachelor's, now you kind of need a master's. Right. It just keeps trickling. So it gets less likely that people can have kids and get married as soon as they used to, which sounds like a good thing. Right. In the eyes of this, that we're going to have more people who are self aware. And not falling into a bad decision early. That's not to say, bless you, mm-hmm. there's a dog here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, right. Mm-hmm. I do um, like the, I love those stories of people who've been married for 50 years and they got married when they were 20 yeah. or whatever. Very often, those people are living in an environment where mm, there's a town of 20 to 50,000 people right. or less. And, um, your options are just, I mean, life is pretty laid out and it's a pretty routine thing. And that can be safe and, and comforting to have a community that's yeah. so intimate yeah. that you know families, you know friends. And yeah. these, these people have like gone to school together, got jobs together. Like uh, this is your, your lifeblood. Mm-hmm. So in the community like that, it's very easy to like say, oh, Rick and Sherry are still going strong ever since, like, senior year. Yeah, right. you know, like, it's it's warm and it's comfortable. We're going to have a house. We're going to have a car. We're going to have kids. And then life works that way. But right. if you're somebody who's thinking, like, more, uh, what's the word? If you are a constant uh, self-conscious person Mm. not like not insecure but like conscious of self right and questioning things it's hard to get married and see the benefits of it pragmatic we i've Mm. been using the word pragmatic if you're a very pragmatic person and you're not a romantic if you're a hard rational person like myself um you're looking at the angles. Yeah. You're making the pros and cons list in your head subconsciously mm-hmm. and like, what do I get out of this? Yeah. What do they get out of this? What are the benefits? Yeah. And in that way, I have to wait longer. Mm-hmm. But if you're if your answer is any one of these nine bullet points mm-hmm. from the share in your life and all of this from the lower half, mm-hmm. and you live in an environment that would support that maturation with a person, go ahead. I also like the model of the will and j- eh. Allegedly, yeah. Will and Jada are the model of a happy marriage with kids who have an open relationship. It's never been confirmed by them. Never been confirmed. Never yeah. been denied. It just is a thing that's out there. Yeah. And if that were the case, and your partner and you agree that we can have a loving, trusting relationship while still um, fulfilling needs that we may have physically mm-hmm. or emotionally yeah. with other people. Then that's a conversation to have with your partner. I think getting married doesn't have to look like the standard stereotypical marriage. Also, when I posted the thing about Beyonce, I also had one person comment stupidly. 
And I just want to reiterate out there to the world, marriage is not an accomplishment. What did this person say? Doesn't matter. All I have to say is marriage is not an accomplishment. Having kids is not an accomplishment. Okay. These things are not... I held back. You go ahead. You go ahead. I'm I'm just saying... It's not an accomplishment. It is a beautiful thing. Sure. If you love this person and you want to get married, that is wonderful. I am not dogging it. I'm not knocking mm-hmm. it. I think that's wonderful. It's you literally. It's not an accomplishment. It is not. It is a piece of paper that mm. you signed with the government to make that happen. If you do it in front of God and family, that's again, all of those things are beautiful, and I hope to one day have that with a partner in life. It is still not a flipping accomplishment. They think it's a finish line. It is not a flipping finish line. It's the starting line. Are you kidding me? That's when the work starts. Are you kidding? Like, I just don't understand that. And it's coming, like, this, like, notion that, like, you are an incomplete person until you get married. Oh, my God. I need you to find yourself because, sis, brother, you need to to figure your stuff out. And I, I, again... When I say it's not an accomplishment, it's not dogging or mm. putting down marriage. No, no, Marriage no. is hard work. It is, it is not yeah. a, it is not a joke. And like having a successful no, marriage, having a successful marriage is an accomplishment, of course, but getting married, a successful. literally having a successful relationship. Absolutely. Is yes. Having a successful relationship is an accomplishment. Getting married. Anybody could do that. If I really wanted to, anybody. I could go outside and be like, who wants to get married to me? I can go online right now and get married. Yeah, absolutely. You can. And you'd be fine. I can find people yes you can yeah you, it's not it's not difficult it, and it, so i'm just saying this as a as a person who continues to get again comments from people that i don't i, I also understand i put it out there like jokingly that why get married if beyonce can't perform at my wedding i get that maybe you felt like that was an opening for for you to be like but marriage is wonderful it's a beautiful thing and you should get married aren't your parents sad and all this other, people if my parents are just fine. Get a sense of humor. One, one, get a sense of humor. God. Two, I'm, I'm, if I am clearly being funny about this, like I'm, even though I'm just like I'm dead ass serious, like I'm not, like I'm not stupid. Thirdly, do you pay my bills? Do you pray the prayers that I pray? Do you, do you cook the food for me? Do you? What? Who are you? Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Uh, I like what you said. I. <laughs> Have, I don't care if you did it. Oh, I yeah. I'm not validating your comments. It's not like you need my approval. But I do I, appreciate. You. I have you know. I'm in your corner. That's what I'm saying. Me. I'm in your corner, champ. Keep slugging. <laughs> Keep getting with the jab. Hit him with the uppercut. So I um had think about that a lot sometimes uh-huh. when I if you it depends on what your life goals are. If your life goal is literally to lock someone down with a ring, mm-hmm. then for you that might be an accomplishment. I would take it a step further to say. And maybe in your mind, this is synonymous. Locking down someone with a ring is also saying, I have a fulfilled, happy, joyful, working, working relationship with yeah. this person. I don't care about the stuff. I don't even care if my spouse, if I have a future spouse, I don't care if she wears a ring. Mm. I do not care if we ever actually get a piece of paper. Mm. I do not care if the government, if anything, I would avoid getting the piece. Of, and I don't, I'm not knocking marriage because I do think marriage is really um, a, a noble pursuit to undertake if you understand what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. I think uh, if you are holding it up on a pedestal where it should be, mm-hmm. you would be very, very cautious, hesitant, 
um, and and it's thoughtful. It's a huge decision. You, it is the only time you'll make that decision. And the alternatives cannot be divorce and cannot be um, living in misery with someone it's, for it's an, the, and that's not an what accomplishment you're saying, is, you're saying is like the the option isn't quitting you cannot quit if you quit then what is that are we saying like you failed a lot of people who look at this pragmatically would say i learned a lesson yeah you know so if you're looking at it as like i got married i i crossed the finish line i did it i'm like but you just started the race yeah. is about to start yeah. and it ends it's about to get harder it ends when one of you dies yeah um so it and, is and again, it is. people who get divorced and stuff like that's super hard, and mm-hmm. that in itself doesn't mean that you failed. It just means that it wasn't the right person for you or right right situation for you. Um, no, I, yeah, for it's, sure. It's just one of those things that I'm. It's not a mistake either. It's no. I mean, well, it doesn't. Not. It could be a mistake, but it doesn't have to be a mistake if you value that interaction that you had with that person. Mm-hmm. If like you learned a lot from that, and you hold no bitter harbor feelings toward that person it just wasn't gonna work i'd say that that is that's a lesson learned for everybody yeah like and that's that's worth yeah. the wisdom i always think to myself and I'll, I'll share just my temperament on this i'm like if i got married to a person i don't believe in the whole like one magic special person for every person yeah. i think you can get married to a lot of people yeah so when i if i ever got married um, I would have to accept the fact that from that day forward, I will see other people that I find attractive yeah. and I would have to s- abstain. Yeah. Right. So you give that up physically, sexually, and even emotional cheating is a thing, right? Absolutely. So like you have to have some like barriers, boundaries, distance on some people. So you're not emotionally cheating. But I think of people in life who I admire and, and role models, be they living or dead. Mm-hmm. I look at a lot of artists. Mm hmm contemporary and artist past and sometimes i have to remind myself alex how often was mozart having sex probably not a lot i don't even know and i don't even care how you know how many partners did andy warhol have Mm. i'm not even sure picasso i know he had a lot of women i think he got married one time but it has no like bearing on his artwork Mm -hmm. um michael jordan was married he but he cheating cheated on her. on her a lot. He didn't have to be married, but I think being from North Carolina, growing up in yeah. the industry, like he had to do it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just like some of the greats, like the artists that I think of in contemporary history, I'm, I could mention people, um, but I don't think a lot of our listeners would probably know some of the obscure mm-hmm. names I'm thinking of. But they exist in a very like niche community of contemporary artists. And I did the math one day. I was like, who are your top? 10 artists Alex that you look at Mm -hmm. all 10 of them were single Mm -hmm. except for one of them who recently got married within the last two years and I was like oh is it uh I think I know who that artist is contemporary artist Mm -hmm. black male artist yep yeah I know exactly what you're talking about so I was thinking about that I was like oh wow if all these people are single why are they single Mm -hmm. I thought they must date they must have relationships but their life you never know what someone's life is like mm-hmm. on Instagram, especially. Yeah. But from what it looks like, the person is fulfilled in what they're doing and they're curious and they're living their passions. Right. So I'm like, do I really need a person to validate me? If you want to be creative, just be creative. I was like, yeah, I think I might have to be single for a long and time. And if that's a choice that you make, that's a choice you make. But it's also like, I don't want you to close yourself off to someone if there's someone out there for sure but i, I just yeah to and that's what, what you your friends brought like up. me that is like hey 
she's dope. You need to open your eyes. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, even if she turns out to be gay and wants to dance with you instead. Um, wow. 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 Why do fault. you have to bring that up? It's not your fault. <laughs> Brian, it's not your fault. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm just so enticing. Obviously. <laughs> could not be tamed. Um, so, the, but to the people who say like, I got married. It's like a great thing. I'm like, you know, no one cares. But I don't also, really... For me, I'm like, if it's a great thing, like, I'm happy that it's a great thing for you. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here and dog that out either. You know? I'm just saying, don't try to put that on me. Right. Like, that I'm missing out on something. Let me figure out what I'm missing out on. You don't need to, again, you don't pay my bills. You don't pray my pray, my prayers. You don't clean up after my, my dog or do the things I have to do. Get off my junk. You know, zooming out on this, mm-hmm. we are... These little beans that exist on this spinning rock that is millions of miles from the sun. Yep. If not billions. Yes. Uh, We live in a galaxy within a universe that is ever expansive and we don't know where it ends. (laughs) We're not the only intelligent life in the universe. If you believe that, you're probably not that intelligent. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Just to play on that one. There are aliens. There's something that I need to talk about. Alien stories. They're out there. Google it. They exist. They know we're here. We don't know what they are because they're smarter than us. So, we uh, the government's aware. They're working on. Of course, of course. There's memos. Anyway, (laughs) um, we are out here on this spinning thing, and it's so funny Mm -hmm. that we think that it matters. That's. Uh, Susie Kim isn't married yet. Yeah. We're like, do you know where Susie Kim was during the Renaissance? <laughs> do you know where she will be in the year 4000? Yeah. Global warming, is it a thing? Will it not be a thing? I don't know. We'll all be dead before we find out the answer. <laughs> is reincarnation real? Yeah. Is it not real? There yeah. are all these things, and we're worried about like, how many kids someone's going to have. Mm-hmm. I just need everybody to like live your life because it's only so short. Some people don't even live past a very young age. Yeah. And some people get the joy or hopefully the gift of living to 100. Yeah. Um, take the life you got, live it joyfully, unapologetically, and not for other people. Yep. And then if you are telling someone else, if you're giving them unsolicited advice on what they should do... <sighs> And they did, if they Say didn't ask for it, you need to shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. Amen. All right. That was a long dabbling section, but I loved the conversation. It was good. Shout out to the Spruce. Thanks for the yeah. good words of wisdom. That was and, written by uh, Sherry Stritoff. Okay. Very cool. Thanks, Thanks. Sherry. Well, uh, let's keep it moving and talk about some basketball. Let's do it. All right, folks, it is time to talk about basketball. It is our drilling section. Lots to talk about, but let's get into it. What do we need to talk about, Alex? What's the first What's the first thing? What's on deck? Let's talk about LeBron for the first part of it. Okay. We're going to go through this. LeBron and Dwayne Wade, as we speak, are playing their very last game together. Or, sorry, against each other. Mm-hmm. Ever. Because mm-hmm. Dwayne's retiring, and LeBron's about to face off against him. And let's be real. Um... The Heat are not going to make the playoffs. No, 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 no. And the Lakers are probably going to make the playoffs. Definitely going to make the playoffs. Probably going to make the playoffs. Oh, you're still uncertain? 
No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, please. Don't question the king. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He, he, uh, so they're going to play their last game. It's in Miami, I believe. Uh, yes. And so, yeah, uh, LeBron's coming back to Miami and facing off against Dwayne Wade. And they're just going to, like, shoot it and pass it and rebound it. And... Bri's, ge- Bri's getting food for Wrigley and she motioned to me to stall. So I'm just going to talk about whatever I want to talk about. Yeah, LeBron's hairline looks really strong these days. And I think since coming to LA, he, he's just like the sun and the relaxation is really helping him. And uh, Luke Walton as a coach, I have more confidence in. You do? Yeah. I think people need to ease up on what he has going for him. Maybe his coaching staff is maybe less experienced, but... Luke is a sharp uh, statistician and play caller, and I think the way that he works with LeBron can work in the same way that Spolstra. They came in together in the same draft, and I think LeBron has respect. Which is kind of wild, right? 2003. They're both drafted. Yeah. And now Luke is coaching because that's a better use of his intelligence. Mm -hmm. Like, he's he's a really good floor caller. And again, let's remember he coached the Golden State Warriors. 25 straight wins or something? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he knows what... Well, no, 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 let's not. I mean, it's also the talent of Let's not talk about, like... Yeah, they weren't like the Sacramento Kings. No. (laughs) So, uh, no, I just think that LeBron going to play against uh, Dwayne for the last time is going to be fun. Dwayne's not a starter anymore. He's not what he once was, so it's not, like, a big thing. And he also has a a new daughter now, Kavia James. Sure. Um, So that's really exciting. Um, And their story with Kavia is so beautiful, um, so I'm really grateful for them for sharing that story. Um, he got his first tattoo ever of her name on her shoulder. Dwayne got a tattoo. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, before ahead. she was wait, born. Wait, 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 wait. Where are the other kids' tattoos? I don't think they exist. Maybe they will later. I would feel some type of way if I were one of his sons. I, 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 I could see that. From what I see on Instagram, I don't think they feel any type of way about it. Because they know that Gabby, their stepmom, has had like eight or nine miscarriages, and Kavya is like a a a very like important fixture in their family. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And as a child, who I see, Dwayne, mind you, their kids are like his kids older. are like thirteen, sixteen. Yeah. Like they're and older. he has written books about fatherhood, mm-hmm. and like he's he a means, good dad. They yeah. mean the world to him. I hear what you're saying, but as a sixteen and thirteen year old kid. At the same time, mm-hmm. you can never have enough insecurities. Oh, yeah. So. Maybe he does have other tattoos and I don't know about them, but yeah, we'll see. Okay. So um, another story out there is um, people are saying LeBron wants Carmelo Anthony on the Lakers. So that was like a rumor for like two seconds. And then right. the Lakers were like, no. <laughs> and not even just the Lakers said no, but. Like everybody said, what? what? Well, they asked, I think they asked LeBron. Would would you want Melo on your team? And he did that very assertive thing of not answering yes or no, but he said, who wouldn't want Melo on their right. team? And that is a way of him supporting his friend who also got drafted with him. Um, while and not saying... It wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work for them. One, it wouldn't work. And two, unfortunately... I think Melo's at a place in his career that he's probably not going to be playing for a team very anytime soon. You think that's it for him? What he isn't officially released from the Rockets yet. No. So and he's currently not playing with them. Yeah, but do you, they would release him if he went to a different team? Right. You think that'll happen? I I don't know. No one's really talking about it. 
if you were Carmelo, being that you had this illustrious Hall of Fame career, would you go play overseas? I don't think Carmelo would do that. I think his ego would be hit if he did that. So, do you sit? I, I think he's contemplating like, is this really the end of my mm-hmm. story? Yeah, that's that's an abrupt end. Can I just? It's it reminds me about like a year ago we were talking about D Rose, mm. and how I was in my feelings about D Rose ending his career. Granted, mm. we all thought like maybe he needs to hang it up, like you know, injury upon injury and all these different things. Um, he wasn't the player he once was, and even as a young man now, he's thinking. If I can't be what I once was, I don't know if I want to do this. Right. And, like, you have to accept the role that you need to play. And I don't think he's in his... He's, like, Pouty McPowderson every time he's on the court coming off the bench. Talking about Carmelo? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When we were growing up in the 90s, mm-hmm. we were used to seeing guys who stayed longer past the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Like... Patrick Ewing played for the Orlando Magic and the Seattle Sonics. Yeah. And he moved real slow, and he only played like 15 minutes a game. Yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon. These are all Hall of Fame centers. Right. Hakeem Olajuwon played for the Raptors. Right. David Robinson stayed with the Spurs, but he took a very diminished role. Yeah, absolutely. Tim Duncan. Yeah. I forgot that David Robinson was on the second championship team. Yep. I was like, yeah. oh, right. He was there. Yep. Um, so they stayed longer than their Hall of Fame careers would have warranted. Mm-hmm. But I was just used to them moving so slowly. Carmelo doesn't move right. that slow. He has lost a step, but yeah. he's not He's not like slow. So I just think it shocks me to see a guy who looks like his career is coming to an end at other people's behest mm-hmm. before his body is saying it's over. Mm. It's like mental. Yeah. It's like people are saying him as a person mm. is... Someone was describing it the other day. They were like... The Lakers with LeBron, he facilitates. He'll mm-hmm. kick. It. He works with shooters, so he can move it to where someone's going to shoot and be effective. But when LeBron's off the floor, because LeBron's playing his career low in minutes, he's only playing thirty-one minutes a game. They're backing it off for him yeah. um, to preserve his body. When he's off the floor, the Lakers work best when they move the ball. Yeah. Pass, 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 pass. Luke Walton. Came from the Golden State Warriors where they passed the ball a lot. Yeah. So he tried to implement something like that. If you put Carmelo on that floor, he doesn't know what he doesn't know what passing is. Immediately stops the ball. Yeah. And because he Mark, plays ISO ball quite a bit. And he did really well on that when that was in fashion right. in the early two thousands. Right. Like it was good for him. So I don't know where you put Melo. I don't know. I don't know what team he would work in. Clearly he wasn't the problem for the Rockets because the Rockets suck um, right now. You put him on somewhere. Carmelo Anthony is the all-time leader in USA men's basketball scoring. Carmelo on USA basketball is amazing. Right. But if you put him in today's NBA with a lot of young stars you're trying to to develop, he takes time away from them, Mm -hmm. minutes and plays away from them. And if that's going to be the case, even on diminished minutes, he's going to need to offer something in terms of mentorship. Yeah. But I don't know how you use Melo as a mentor in the locker room. I just don't see him doing that. I just, I think a lot of the reason why he's not on a team right now or playing is his person, is his character, his personality. His ego. His ego. So, and you know, ego is the downfall of many, many a men. So many a people. So that's sad. You will no longer hear me end the show with give Carmelo a job. I've kind of 
resign but still, myself. Let's to give the fact. Kaep- Kaepernick a job though, still, because yeah, he even Colin. said he'll pl- he'll play for any team as long as he has a job. Um, and I just want to put out there: there was a little rumbling last mm-hmm. week about the Washington Redskins entertaining the idea of bringing because the Redskins change, suck. Change your change your name. I was like, you don't. You think need- Colin Kaepernick for a minute Consider going to a team called the Washington no. Redskins You need to change your name you you, change no your one's, name. No By the way my Bears are doing very well They beat the Rams <laughs> They sure I did. saw that You feeling okay about that? They don't live in my city anymore I understand but still It made me feel really good <laughs> You take that You take that win I will I'll All take the way it. to the playoffs Wait uh, is that a Yeah the playoffs you, guys are, you, you guys are on track Yeah I think so yeah Okay. From what I see, and if if we make it to the Super Bowl, trust and believe I'm watching it, and okay. I'm gonna cry. Okay. That's the only reason why I'll be watching the Super Bowl. Otherwise, I wasn't planning on it. Ooh, go Bears! The, the Bears. Bears. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, KD and the last LeBron thing that we have is Kevin Durant came out with a quote the other day when he was asked by a reporter mm-hmm. at a media press conference about why I don't know why they asked him something, but they were. Like, why would someone go play with LeBron or not play with LeBron? Are people interested in playing with LeBron? It's kind of a backdoor way of asking Kevin Durant, are you interested in playing with LeBron next year when you leave this team? Kevin said... Do you have the exact quote? I don't have the quote. If you can find it, I'm going to try to find it. I'm going to paraphrase it. He essentially said, going to play with LeBron is hard for a superstar or a like really developed all-star player to go do because you have to swallow your pride alter your game because he's so much the focal of the offense that you are going to take a lesser role which a lot of guys are not willing to do ego wise to not be the the front runner on a team or at least head to head lebron mm-hmm. is unquestionably the guy and when you go to la it's all about lebron and the media his words fanboy over LeBron, and he said it's a toxic environment because of that that adoration. So the quote, exact quote is, so much hype comes from being around LeBron from other people. He has so many fanboys in the media. Even the beat writers just fawn over him. So I get why anyone wouldn't want to be in that environment because it's toxic. Someone salty. Okay, get some chips. <laughs> like salt. You, and some salsa. He, Jesus. So, so... Um, and I think case in point, we didn't really see that until Kyrie Irving left. Sure, Cleveland, because Kyrie said like I I don't. Kyrie has only said respectful things of LeBron mm-hmm. and says he's an amazing player. Should have probably been the MVP mm-hmm. last year. Kyrie has said all those things, but at the same time, Kyrie couldn't feel like he was his own man, mm-hmm. his own player until he got out from LeBron. Oh, a quote I forgot about. Someone brought this up on one of the shows. They were like. Kyrie, once LeBron was back in Cleveland, someone asked Kyrie, Kyrie, is LeBron kind of like a father figure to you? Kyrie Irving Mm -hmm. said, no, I have one father. His name is, I forget what his dad's name, but he's like, like, have you seen that Nike commercial with him and his dad? It's adorable. Yeah, it's really nice. His dad can get it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that black and Native American in there? 100%. That's what's going on. He, um, but then he also was like, um, his dad also had him at a very young age. And yes, yeah. that's true. Also, so he, uh, but Kyrie was like, no, nah, I'm my own. And his mentor is Kobe. Yeah, like I, I, don't, I don't need a LeBron. Yeah, okay. I'm of a different ilk. Yeah. But um, LeBron's star power. When you're talking about Jordan versus LeBron, and that's the only conversation, 
It's hard to be a guy who's the star on your team mm-hmm. to pack your bags up and say, I'm going to go play with the greatest player in the world. And just know that LeBron, everyone expects in the next four years, LeBron needs about three championships. Mm-hmm. The mission is three. Everybody knows the mission is three. If you get two, that's pretty good. If you get three, that's the goal. Right. And uh, just to get on that level. And if you don't get three, people are not going to b- blame LeBron. They're going to blame you for not being good enough. Yeah. And guys are not up that's for a lot, that. that. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. And I don't, I don't necessarily think Katie's wrong in that, like, it's tough to be a teammate of LeBron's. Not in, like, the, like he's a tough teammate. Because I think no. I think it's been proven through and through from a lot of people. Wrigley, can you stop eating so loudly? Take Jesus. the collar off. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, Hang on one second. We're removing a collar so we can have better uh, focus here. That is that thing is distracting. There you go. There we go. Free range dog. <laughs> Don't leave this apartment. <laughs> Um, he has a chip. He'll be fine. Um, oh, that that you microchipped your dog. Yeah, okay. he came micro. Most dogs come oh, microchipped. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that uh, I, I agree that like it's 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 not about LeBron being like a the way KD talks about it. It talks about LeBron being kind of the problem. The, no, I like, took it as the media. Well, yes, the media, but it's just like, oh, everybody loves LeBron. Like it's like oh, everybody jealousy. loves it's the jealousy. Yeah, it's like so ugly looking. It's like a green freaking snake. Like, ugh. I want to say, yeah, KD. First of all, they both get criticized. LeBron, yeah. has been criticized ever since he came to the league. Before he even came to the yeah, league, yeah, when he was eighteen he's, years old, he's being criticized every day of every year. If, From if, his hairline to if, how he how his free throw percentage. If is they garbage. lost a game, it's because he. He didn't chew free throws, or he passed too much, Mm -hmm. or he didn't score enough. All of these things he's been criticized for on the court. Mm -hmm. But off the court, he built a school for kids. Right. He's doing really amazing things for our society. He's funding people to go to college for free in Akron. Yeah. Like he's... He's bringing economy to Ohio (laughs) in a lot of ways. He's doing... he's, He's producing documentaries and... Things like don't just shut up and dribble, like uh, more, than, I'm an more athlete. than an athlete. Yeah, yeah, like he's doing conscious social justice yeah. and societal influential things. Kevin Durant, to my knowledge, probably does philanthropy, but I don't know what projects he's doing to bring like right. light to people who otherwise don't have a voice. Right. And so, for I think Kevin to say that people fanboy about him, I'm like. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, like... Name me an athlete more important than what he's doing. Yeah, seriously. And so for me, it's just like, I I definitely, like, to um, Kyrie's point and to KD's point, yeah, it is is kind of a lot. Like, you really Mm -hmm. can't misstep, right? Like, think of J.R. Smith. Everyone's talking, like, everyone talks about J.R. Smith's, like, misstep in the finals, you know, a lot because it was, like, a big mistake. But, like, he had a lot of pressure from media because they were always around. Right. So I get that. If like, you make a mistake on a LeBron's team, it's, it's going to be your it's, fault. It's noticeable. Yeah. And so, like, I understand that, but that that whole interview, that whole conversation he had, just sounded like someone who was just salty. We haven't seen Kevin Durant smile in two months. 
Yeah, that's because he's not happy. We've seen him curse out fans in the stands. Oh my god, consistently, almost every game. Mm-hmm. We've seen shut him up get and watch the game. Technicals. Yeah. He yelled at his teammate. His teammate yelled at him. We've right. seen him just really sulking. The Warriors are not having fun. So when you get a question about LeBron James, right? I think it's easy for LeBron for Kevin KD to say to be salty. Him sitting there like God. You guys are asking me another. You love LeBron. Oh my God, you love him. So he just went a little deeper at the media and LeBron, saying like, you know what? Basically, let's read between the lines. You all don't love me like you love LeBron. Right. Also, you've done nothing for us to love you. No one gives a shit. Like, <laughs> like I, and I'm what? Not, what is the thing? Like, you, what is you, you score are points? You are a human. You are a brother. You are a son. I'm, and you deserve to be loved right. of all of those things. Yeah. But sir, as a basketball player. You're a wonderful basketball player. You're really good at what you do. Yeah. But, like, you've made some choices, and those choices have consequences, and sometimes those consequences are people not liking you. When you're on the field or mm-hmm. on the court, we talk about what's on the court in front of our eyes. When you're off the court, we talk about that, too. What you're doing off the court, if it offsets so positively or negatively right. one way or the other, it's going to affect the amount of questions and intrigue people yeah. have around you. So people are going to know, when they see you yelling at people and not having fun they're gonna ask questions about that when lebron's doing something that's like i'm on the court i'm scoring points whatever whatever and lebron's people his agents his Mm -hmm. rich paul and people are organizing things to give back to the community people are gonna ask about that like they're interested in interesting people to my knowledge kevin durant beyond the basketball court is not and I think I've researched him for a dope person before, mm-hmm. and I found a hard time finding stuff. <laughs> he's one of those athletes. He's, where you're like, he's one of those. <laughs> I want to do a podcast. I want this to be a podcast where we can highlight the great things NBA players are doing. But when I Google interesting facts about said person, sometimes not a lot comes up. So if you're a more private, reserved person, right. which I think Kevin Durant is, um, yeah, LeBron can seem like you're like the antithesis of uh media darling mm-hmm. and you want if you want that adoration and you want that respect and you want people to favor you you're gonna need to be a certain kind of character it's like kobe and Shaq. Mm. kobe wasn't completely disliked but he was definitely a little more standoffish than Shaq. he's intense and, every, and everybody obsessed loves Shaq. but kobe owned up to the and kobe was so confident that he knew like when the mamba came into view yeah. he was like oh that's what i am i'm yeah. that snake right like i'm a killer and i've from day one have been out for the jugular right and so when shack is out of shape or shack is just having Be fun lazy or he's whatever like, he's like no i'm not about i'm about business and so he never backed down from that persona kd is an assassin and he takes his job seriously but he's not a killer like kobe in his mentality He's mm-hmm. not an alpha dog in his mentality, but he's not a fun, jovial guy. Right. So it's like, yeah, you're the problem. You're not, a, you're not like, and you're not even a really a leader. Mm-hmm. Like you went over to Draymond, slapped a chair and said, how come you did not pass me the ball? Mm-hmm. You saw, that, That's a childish move. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this before. He's more in the camp of a Jordan than a LeBron, like mm-hmm. in terms of leadership. Oh yeah, he's more in his like Jordan was a mercenary. He yeah. was an assassin. Yeah, but Scotty was the leader of the team. Right. LeBron is a leader. Wherever he, whenever you play with LeBron, 
there is no question who the leader is, not just because of what he does on the court, but how he talks to people. And how he facilitates. Uh, conversations. Yeah, like that's how what he, like, like yeah. Facil- not even just like on the court, but how he facilitates conversation and makes people feel like they're part of something. Yeah, so I mean, Katie's comments come from a place of jealousy and a place of like trying to figure out this valley that he's in. Mm-hmm. He's lately been dragged on internet and media and so i mean i get where those comments come from i don't think what he said is inaccurate but Mm. i think that comment says more about the players who are not willing to play with lebron than lebron himself yeah like what we're essentially asking lebron to do is be to to dim his light we're asking you to do less yeah we're asking you to not make the rest of us feel so inadequate so if you could just be a little bit more for lack of a better word, human yeah. instead of superhuman. Right. That would make all of us as players feel more um, secure. Yep. And LeBron, that's not his job. Yep. No. Yeah. Totally makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Um, do you want to talk about Marco Fultz? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about it outside I mean, of like he's he's been injured and he got, then he got diagnosed. Um, the rookie for the sorry second year sophomore mm-hmm. for the Sixers. Uh, spent some time away from the team. He's 19 or 20 years old now, and so he's had shoulder problems that kept him out most of last year. And some people have said, you know, those are mental problems. Mm-hmm. He's like trying to figure out his confidence since he's came into the league. Number one draft pick. Yeah. You should be the best player, but, you know, things haven't worked out so easily. Um, he got diagnosed with a shoulder injury that's super rare. Mm-hmm. And from it's what neurological, I'm, too, isn't it? No. Well, that's what sports commentators are saying. It's shoulder the doctors from his camp are saying it is a physical shoulder injury i forget what the name of it is but tracy mcgrady on the jump being that tracy plays baseball Mm -hmm. also and did some minor league Mm -hmm. baseball tracy's like yeah that's a more common injury in pitchers Mm -hmm. i've never heard of it in his hall of fame long career in basketball i've never heard of that in a basketball player Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that's not what it is but like from the way that he knows it to be diagnosed that's usually the diagnosis doctors give uh when they've looked at all the other options and by process of elimination when they can't figure out what something is that's the default Mm. if it can't be any of these other 15 things Ah. it's we'll call it that okay and so people his camp is pulling him away from the sixers right now to like quote unquote treat this right and you're like the team is confused. Yeah. Sixers like, I'm, what is Everybody going? else is confused. Because so. the way that I read it was is neurological in that, not like something's wrong with his brain, but like the nerves in your, oh, in your, in your like spine affecting your shoulder. Yeah, probably. Is my understanding That's of it. That's probably what they're saying. Right. Um, I don't know what the Sixers should do. What should the Sixers do? What do you do when you have a number one draft pick that you can't... That you can't use. You like him as a person. Mm-hmm. But his value is not high enough to trade him. Right. He's and not tradable because he's not playing. You can't really play him. But if you don't play him, yeah, you almost completely shoot his confidence right. out the bottom. What do you do? It's such a sensitive yeah. thing. It's a 20, he's a 20-year-old kid. It's a young kid. I don't know. I mean, I don't think you give up on him. But I also, what do you, like, I don't know what, I don't know what you would do. I honestly don't know what you would do. I've never seen a case like this. Yeah. This is, it'll be interesting to see what they actually decide, but we'll see. 
Mm, good luck. I hope that for all parties, Sixers, the, the, the Sixers have been a class act organization throughout this. Yeah, from they haven't what really I know, thrown him under the bus or anything people, from what I understand. People like him in the organization yeah. and he is trying. Um, and I hope his people around him in his camp are also um, making good decisions and giving him good options. So I hope it works out. Um, what is this thing that you threw on here about Steph Curry? So it's the last thing. So, um, apparently, um, to be an NBA player and one of the all-stars and just, like, all around just amazing, yeah, um, you have to be a conspiracy theorist, like a Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Earth is flat kind of business. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Steph Curry does not believe that we landed on the moon. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, Keep going. So, he went on, which I, I did not know, uh, Vince Carter and... Um, I'm much more my oh god and Kent uh, Bazemore and Annie Finberg um, have a podcast called Winging It and so Andre Iguodala and Steph Curry were on it and around the 42 minute mark I think they were talking about like marijuana memes or something like that and then they got into uh, moon landing and and Curry initially asked the rest of the podcast we ever been to the moon and many others responded to the Curry with a resounding nope we didn't and then curry announced that he didn't believe that they went he's like yeah i don't think so either um and then Kurt, and then he later on goes they're gonna get us meaning social media is mm-hmm, gonna get mm-hmm. us i don't think i don't think so either but like they're gonna get us social media is gonna get us <laughs> so <laughs> i just want to be like curry <laughs> sir what <laughs> please don't not today this is not the day you have three young children to think about he's got three yeah, he has two daughters, and the new newest one is a son. Um, so I just thought it was funny and wanted to share that uh, Steph Curry does not think we landed on the moon. Well, please don't do that. To the the squeaking sound is Wrigley tearing up a rabbit. Um, so I'll say this. <laughs> I knew you would have a comment. I know Kyrie also is skeptical of this. Kyrie Irving himself. Oh I mean, we're not. We shouldn't God. be shocked. We shouldn't be shocked no, because if you believe the Earth is flat, why would we land on a flat moon? Like all of this stuff. Of is course. Um, there's something. Someone said something about like, there's no wind. You need an atmosphere to have wind, right. and the moon has no atmosphere. So therefore, why is the U.S. flag blowing in the wind? Like people say stuff like that. Sure. People say stuff about, um, you know, like the moon print, like the moon boot print. Mm-hmm. Like it should stay in place because there's no wind up there. There's nothing to move the dirt. Right. So it should stay there. And so it is. So like you have a footprint that doesn't um, fade mm-hmm. and you've got a flag that waves. So you're like, how is this? This is a contradiction mm. um i and i'm looking up some things here to figure i'm trying there are websites where people talk about this but it's an in-depth article thing not one of those like here are 15 reasons why right so i can't just like pull it out of here i mean there's like youtube videos and stuff out there on it i just thought it was funny and wanted i don't to, i don't want it to share i don't i am of the mindset that we landed on the moon because it seems like such a conceivable idea. Yeah. We have cell phones that bounce off satellites. We have shuttles that go fix those satellites. Right. We, it just seems to me like, yeah, going to the moon shouldn't be that hard. Um, but if people want to not believe that for reasons they can identify, 
I really don't care. That bothers me less. The people who think that this got filmed in a Hollywood studio bothers me far less than people who think the earth is flat. That's right by me. We're on it. Like, we're, we're here. Like, the moon is up there. And, like, the phases of the moon. Right. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, it was just more of, like, a an FYI. Nothing. Not, there's nothing more yeah, that we need to say. It doesn't bother me that a high, like, a, an NBA athlete right. believing that we didn't land on the moon bothers me not at all. Exactly. Anything else you want to add before no. we, we keep it moving? No. All right. Let's talk about some dope people. Yeah. All right, folks, it is time to talk about our dope people for this week. Alex, you it is your turn to go first. Who's your dope person? Or not? <laughs> Nike. Nike is not my dope person. I was like, what? <laughs> Nike is By the way, I didn't get the Concords. I'm really sad about that. I tried to get them. What are the Concords, Bri? Um, it's a Michael Jordan shoe. I wanted them. They're the 11s. Yeah, the Jordan, the Air the, Jordan the 11s. Air, the Air Jordan 11s. It's um, why is that an important shoe? because uh, they're pretty. Why are they pretty? Wore, what are pretty about them? Well, I think the technology is pretty in te- like smart for its time. From okay. what I understand, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, it's pretty because it's white with this black outer, outer outering, and this like blue thing. <laughs> it just looks cool, and I wanted it, and I didn't get it. <laughs> Where did you first see them? On on Michael Jordan. Uh, year was 95, 96. When he was wearing forty five. When he was wearing number forty five. Yes. Which the new Concords that have they released it. have forty five on the back, which is the first time forty five has been printed on a shoe yes. instead of the twenty three that yes. we know him for. Just commemorating his comeback yes. to basketball. Yes. And he wore those shoes in Space Jam also. Yes, he did. It's the Space Jam shoes. There you go. So that's the people, honestly why I wanted it. But yeah, a lot of people remember it for I Space literally, Jam. Literally, literally. Could I logged on to many a computers mm-hmm. to try to buy it. And like, I'm sure if you were to try to find that shoe now, you could buy it again online, but for a jacked up price. Yeah, no, it'd be stupid. It's, mm-hmm. it's the Supreme Resale. Hype. Whatever. Yeah, the Supreme Hype. These shoes Ugh, for the time whatever. were... The, the, I just want to say one sh- of our friends got it and I'm really upset about it. <laughs> the, nice, the niceness, the outering that you're talking yeah. about is that patent... Patent leather black outsole, which is a really shiny, nice, clean leather, and uh, I would never wear it. I would just display it. Well, yeah, well, a lot of people treat it like a trophy. Next to a Space Jam poster, and at the time, the technology. If you love me, please give me a size nine. I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not talking about you. Oh, this was just to our audience. Oh, okay, because I'm not going to do it. No, of course you're not. If you you did it, I would slap you. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Other people should look into that. My mom does not have Concords in our basement, by the way. Dang it! It's okay. (laughs) So we have. we have so the shoe had a full length air sole on the yeah. inside from front to back, heel to forefoot, and the bottom was a translucent rubber, um, and it which has was like rarely bl- seen. Yeah, and it's like bluish sometimes. Mm-hmm. Ugh. With I this really... like carbon fiber plate in the middle, yeah, and it had uh, that patent leather on the upper, so it was just very ahead of I its time. I just want the Space Jam shoes. So not so my dope person is not the Space Jam Concords. Okay, it is the guy who designed the Space Jam Concords. No way, Tinker Hatfield. No way. So I'm going to talk about uh, Nike. Yeah, that was actually very. Uh, that was that was a nice 
thing that we just did there. Your hands are doing magic tricks. <laughs> um, um, he is Nike's vice president for design and special projects. I'm going to talk about him for a little bit. All he right, is widely me. considered one of the greatest designers of all time. I'm into it. So he designed those. I'm assuming he designed those shoes. Yeah. Okay, so he's so he's he designed genius. he designed he many, designed Space Jam. He designed many of the Jordan shoes. He designed Space Jam. No. Alex, you hang designed. on. So he he went from uh, he designed Jordans three through fifteen, and then oh, wow. several of the shoes after that. Okay. They would tap him to do many of the Jordans. Mm-hmm. So, but at least three through fifteen are him. And Michael Jordan at one point in time was going to leave Nike. Mm. He signed with Nike. The first two shoes that they made for him, the Air Jordan one and two, mm-hmm. he's like, "Listen, guys, I am so gone." Right. Michael didn't like the designs right. thought they were crap and then he was late to a meeting with Nike with Phil Knight mm-hmm. the, the CEO yeah. Tinker Hatfield the designer and a few other people at the table they were waiting on Michael to come in and they knew that he was upset Right. they needed to pitch him something good Michael was two hours late to this meeting dang only Michael Jordan can do something like that oh yeah um, and so Michael shows up at this and meeting also only Michael Jordan would do something like that yeah of course Michael shows up and Tinker is like listen I've been told what you didn't like about the other shoes. Take a look at this. The Air Jordan 3 is widely considered one of the most comfortable and statement-making Jordans there are mm-hmm. because it's the first time we had an exposed air sole unit on a shoe, yeah. which you put in the back, mm-hmm. and the it's modeled after... Oh, sorry, sorry. The Jordan 5, he modeled after fighter jets. Ooh. But the Jordan 3, he put elephant print on it, which no one had ever done. He's like, look at this shoe, Michael. This is dynamic. This is different. You've never seen this before. And Michael said, okay, I'll stay with Nike. This is a good model. And I like the shoe. And so Tinker is the reason. Tinker is the reason that Michael stayed with Nike and Tinker continued to make all of Jordan's shoes while he played with the Bulls. So you can thank this man for Air Jordan and the Jordan brand line. So uh, Tinker is born in Oregon. He played high school sports in Oregon. He ran track for the University of Oregon, the Ducks, where he ran alongside... Quack, quack. He ran alongside uh, people like Steve Prefontaine, Hmm. One of the most legendary long distance uh, runners in yeah, history. I was, yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, that's. People have shoes called the, the Pre's, like, because yeah. that's what Prefontaine wore. Mm-hmm. And he ran under coach and uh, Nike co founder Bill Bowerman when Bill mm-hmm. Bowerman was the track coach for Oregon. And Nike's most popular shoe, the Pegasus, has a waffle print on the bottom. It's based on oh. a design that Bill Bowerman made, where Bill Bowerman, the coach, was like, my athletes running these spikes these uh shoes for performance but they're not good on cushioning so he made a shoe that was a little better for cushioning to protect their joints but they needed more traction so he worked in his lab to pour rubber into waffle irons Mm. where he made traction out of waffle iron print and put them on the bottom of the shoes that's so cool that's why the pegasus created by bill bowerman has a waffle print on the bottom. Nice. Um, it's adapted for modern times, obviously, for right. traction. But Tinker Hatfield came from this kind of athletic background of innovation. He gets it. And he yeah. got a degree in architecture. So he goes and works oh, wow. in architecture. And he's doing some like home designs and things like that. But he also got tapped to do some uh, shoes. And he comes into work for Nike in 1981, Bill Bowerman's company, um, co-founder, and then works up to start designing shoes in 1985. Mm. And from there, he releases and makes the um, Nike Air Max. Uh-huh. 
So what people wow. would go out and pay tons of money for, that Air Max shoe, yeah. he was the guy who put the exposed air sole unit in there. Nike was struggling as a company. They said, we have running shoes. We have technology. Like, what do we do with this air sole? Tinker's like, why don't we show the air sole unit? Yep. And people said, isn't that kind of dangerous? He's like, nah, let's just make it see-through. And so people started buying these Air Max shoes because they were like, you were walking on air. It's bubbles. Yeah. You know, it was like a novelty kind of thing. Um, he also noticed that when he went to the gym, guys would bring two shoes to the gym. They'd bring their running shoes, which were softer, Mm -hmm. and they'd bring their weightlifting shoes, which were a little more solid. And he thought, why can't I just make one shoe that does that? Mm -hmm. He invented the cross trainer. He made the Nike Air Trainer, which is a flat-soled shoe with cushioning in it, lower profile to the ground, but it was a mix of both worlds, so your workout was simplified. He was just an innovator. Wow. And so this guy just came out of nowhere making all of these uh, deluxe designs. And I have something else about him here. Um, He... Give me... Sorry, one second. Um, Oh, my God. That patent leather is so sexy. So pretty. Um, But he... Oh, he also made... You know, Marty McFly's uh, lace-up shoes that he wore in Back to the Future 2, where he jumps on the hoverboard? Yeah. Um, Tinker created those. No he, way. He made those for the movie. And then in 2011, he made more a limited pair, uh, several pairs that were limited edition, and he sold those off uh, for charity to raise $90,000 for uh, the Parkinson's. Parkinson's, yeah. yeah to, um, he worked with um, uh, the guy. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Mm-hmm. The guy who Michael J. Him. Fox. Thank you. And then in 2015, he actually made the self-lacing shoes. Yep. The Marty McFlys that actually do self-lace. Right, and that's um, what uh, Michael J. Fox wore to many, uh, many interviews mm-hmm. when that was promoted. Yeah. And then in 2000, now actually, 2000 now <laughs> he uh, made the Jordan 33, uh-huh. which is really dope because it has a pull tab lacing system Mm -hmm. which is fishing line and you just yank on one part of it and it instantly tightly locks your foot into the shoe Mm -hmm. and then if you just want to get out of the shoe there's an eject pull tab Mm. so like we finally have it's just so clean of a design so he's just doing all these weird fancy things that he's been doing since he came into the company and he's regarded as one of the godfathers of athletic shoe design I'm into so without it. him there would be no air jordan there'd be no pegasus there'd be no uh air max nike air max there'd be no air trainers there'd be no cross trainers in general so he he's just an amazing figure and so my dope person this week this week this, this week, week. <laughs> is the uh, legendary designer and innovator Tinker Hatfield. I'm looking at StockX right now. Mm-hmm. I think my size in men's is seven and a half. Because mm-hmm. I think a size nine is a seven and a half in men's. Um, $274. Yeah, that's what it's going to cost. I think with resale is $220. Yeah. Like the, like if you just bought it. Mm-hmm. Retail price. Retail. Anyway. Um, very cool. Tinker, Tinker Hatfield. Very, very cool. The guy. Um, my dope person mm-hmm. is none other than John Leguizamo. Okay. Um, so John Uncle Le- Jesse. Huh? Uncle Jesse? No, that is John Stamos. <laughs> 
John Leguizamo. Remind me who? Oh yeah, um, from uh, uh freaking John Leguizamo. What have I seen? It's been so long. I mean, he's well. For those of you who don't know, John Leguizamo is known as uh, he's an actor, stand-up comedian. The Mario Brothers. He was in. He was in Mario Brothers. He's Luigi in Mario Brothers. Right. Um, film producer, playwright, screenwriter. He's kind of been in the business forever. He's been in the business a long time, um, and just. Overall, really, really cool dude. Um, his paternal grandfather, uh, his heritage, he's, he was born in Bogota, Colombia. Um, and his father, um, his paternal grandfather was Italian and Puerto Rican descent. And his grandmother was Lebanese. So he's a mix of a lot of different I things. I can see all that. Yeah. Um, and so he's, you know, known to be super funny. Um, he's, you know, early in his career, he was, he had a small part in Miami Vice. Um, he, uh, was the, the Madonna's boyfriend. Uh, he was a friend of Madonna's boyfriend in Borderline video. Um, he's Super Mario Brothers in 1993. Again, Die Hard 2. He was in Die Hard 2. So I've never seen any Die Hards. Um, so he's just done a lot of stuff, right? And so one of the reasons why he is my dope person is because I've been in this kick of like watching really smart stand-up comedians and he has become very quickly one of my favorite stand-up comedians. Why? In this in he's kind of in the same realm as like Hassan to me or Hannah Gatsby, just like very smart, very cerebral in the way he speaks but also at the same time very down to earth and like dude you know? He breaks it down. He kind of breaks it down. So he has a Netflix special called uh, Latin History for Morons. Yeah. I've and heard. it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. One, it talks about the land history, this rich land history, and how damn white people ruin everything yeah. <laughs> by coming in, you know, pillaging, taking this beautiful, beautiful art that we know as folk art and melting all of this gold and melting all these things to make coins and like ruining Aztec, you know, civilization and Inca civilization and all these, you know, Mm. really, really important things that are native to America. Um, So I giving him props because he he in his Netflix special really ties it in with him as a, a dad like he has a dad to two kids um his kids are now like 18 19 years old but he's talking about his kids as like in junior high um and just mm. dealing with you know being bullied for being Aww. you know a spick or you know just saying these like terrible a beanie um a beaner i'm sorry not beanie uh, just like really derogatory terms for you know latinx people um and hispanic people in general and so he goes into this like d- delve, deep delve of like understanding Latin history and he just breaks it down from the beginning of time to the era of Pitbull, as the way he likes to call it. To the era of Pitbull, <laughs> um, which is a rapper. Yes, Pitbull out of from out of Miami. Um, so it was just one of those things that I watched, I watched it the other day and I was just like, I want to rewatch it because of how much I can, can still learn from it. So it's people like him, people like Hassan, people like Hannah, who are speaking about their life experiences. And um, I don't know if you've seen uh, Patriot Act from Hassan Minaj yet. It is so, so good. He has a Supreme episode. Mm. That's amazing. I should watch that you one. You need to watch that episode. It is so good. Hype beast. Uh, very much so. <laughs> um, so he's my dope person because he's bringing what I think is so important, that history that is not being taught 
in classrooms to this day um, to to the masses. He talks about him reading Howard Zinn's book and like realizing the People's History of the United States. One of like a great great book, uh, but like how like that opened his eyes to like the garbage that is American history. Oh right? yeah, um, everybody should read that. Everyone should. Um, so, I should read that. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I think <laughs> it's I have on it. my it's on my bookshelf. Yeah, I was like, I, I think it's I sitting have there and just it. wait. It's looking at me. It's uh, it's very very good. Um, it's very dense in content, so you have to kind of. It's heavy lifting. Yeah, it's not. It's just not a quick read. Yeah. Um, so he is my dope person because I, I can't, I really appreciate folks using their talent to educate people. Hassan does it with his Patriot Act. That's why he was my dope person a couple weeks ago. Uh, John Leguizamo did it with Latin History for Morons. It's on Netflix. No one's paying me to say this. Please watch it. It's definitely worth it. I'll give you five bucks. Yeah, you did? Give me. No. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, um, but yeah, he's my dope wh- person. Just for people who, who don't be knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean when you say Latinx? Latinx is the or Latin, or, or lat yeah. I think that's what a lot Latinx. Of, Latinx yeah. or some people just say Latin too, depending on you know who you are. It is the more gender neutral term instead of saying Latino or Latina. Um, it is a more gender more inclusive term for folks who are of Latin descent. Um, so that includes. I mean, I think it's also political, politicized too, because there's a lot of Latin, Latinx people that don't identify Latinx. They identify Hispanic more than they do mm, Latinx. So mm-hmm. that can be geographical too, but um, it is a more inclusive term for that community. Right. Yep. Well, I was a cool dope person. Yeah. You, I highly, highly like. It's only like an hour and a half. The, the I'll check it out. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not a long one, but it's it's a good. It's good for the brain. Nice. It's good for the brain. Um, I think that's all that we have. Um, anything you want to add before we log off? Give Colin Kaepernick a job. Hey, I'm into that. All right, folks, keep keep on following us. Subscribe to us. Be dope, and we'll catch you later. Sweet. See ya.